0: episode 114 dated thursday the 17th of july 2009 room 101 gaming pet hates you're listening to digital cowboys news reviews discussions and uncensored opinions on the world of video games
1: you're a game company that's why you make Mario. So if they carry on making a new Mario game, a new Zelda game, the stuff that we've come to rely on, that's all well and good. But the one thing they forgot to show in this conference was anything for that demographic.
0: Move to the next section, you shoot all the guys there, you move to the next section. What other shooter doesn't do this? I'm, but I'm, it's
1: what they do with the AI to make those shooting sections interesting. I mean,
0: One of the achievements is play it for more than 20
1: minutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when we do an imitation of a Ponzi Brit, do Hell we yeah. sound as bad?
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) I am actually (laughs) sitting here drinking tea as we're doing this podcast. Is there a trend in the industry you wish you could do away with? Activision. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Alex Shaw. I'm Tony Atkins.
3: Welcome to the Digital Cowboy
1: This week we bring you something very different from the Digital Cowboys. Oh yeah. Not quite our normal show, but this is the first in a series of podcasts we're doing focusing on one particular subject. This one is to do all to do about... Pet hates in video games.
0: It's more than just one particular subject, though, isn't it? I mean, we always do one particular subject, but this time we've actually got loads and loads of guests on to do one thing.
1: And this is the focus of these shows. This will be about getting different podcasters in, journalists, people who make games in the future, website designers, all across the board. This one particular one is just a bunch of podcasters that we've had on the show. Some you might know, some you might not if you're new to us, um, and. I think it makes for a really interesting and fun episode. So for those who do not know what Room 101 is, Alex, can you please explain to the listeners?
0: Room 101 is a British TV show wherein celebrities go on and basically they're asked to name their pet hates. And uh, they have to try and campaign to get these put into a fiery pit of hell to be forgotten about forever by the uh, host who, I believe, was it Nick Hancock to begin with and then Paul Merton? It was, yes. That will mean nothing to Americans. But uh, basically, Paul uh, or Nick have to play devil's advocate and sort of defend what they're trying to get put in. So we did a gaming one. We've actually done one of these before, way back in the mists of time. I'll actually put a link to it in the uh, show notes uh, between just us. But uh, this time we decided to get on a lot of our podcasting friends and contacts. And it was just great to be able to like, just hear the stuff that they hate about games. And we had to try vainly to keep it out of Room 101. That's the format. So without further ado... Room 101. We're here with Rob Borges, producer of Gamers with Jobs podcast. Rob, how are you?
4: Good, good. It's, uh... It's been a while since uh, we last talked, and I'm glad I'm finally on the show. I, I've been uh, itching to get on for uh, several weeks now.
0: <laughs> Rob, as any listeners may remember, well, in fact, most of, your, uh, of you guys actually may have been turned on the show by Rob, uh, mentioning us on Games With Jobs something like tw- 14 episodes ago. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, uh, it was yeah. a
4: while. It was a while, and ever since I've been listening to you guys, uh, I think it's... Uh, it's just interesting to see to hear the perspective from, um, you know, across the pond, uh, as they say, and and see what other people are thinking about the games that you're playing. And I know you guys don't get them always at the same time, and sometimes I think you guys get copies a little earlier, so often. it's
0: always uh, not off <laughs> very <often. laughs> rarely, <know>, and <laughs> by like a day or so. But uh, it is interesting. Rob, we're going to do a proper show with you for, sometime soon, but at the moment we're talking about Room One Hundred One. So, yes. You've only got ten minutes. Tell us what you would throw into room one hundred and one. Go. All
4: right. The first thing that I have to throw into room one hundred and one would be quick time events. I mean, Ooh. if there is any, if there is any type of gameplay that really needs to just go the way of the dodo, it has to be quick time events. And I don't really think I have to say much more than that. I mean, it's an obvious, <laughs> uh, it's, it's an obvious game mechanic that I think. Ninety-nine point nine percent of people
0: hate you, bastard. <laughs> we are, how the hell are we supposed to defend these things?
1: All right, uh, because it is our job oh, to do this. Right, let's let's give it a go. Okay,
0: um, right, back in the day, they were useful because they were like something different. I mean, what was the first one that really uh, Shenmue? Then uh, Resident Evil Four. Then God of War. Basically, God of War made everyone go,
1: "Oh, Quick Time Events. This works." So, I, I think it was good then, but now they're in. Fucking surely, anything. surely, what? They're there for is some sort of interaction in a, a static part of the story. It's, a lot of time they've added them to actual cutscenes. So instead of just sitting there and it being a passive experience in an interactive game, they try to make the it's, it's still an interact interactive experience, you know, at all times.
0: It's to allow yeah. you to do something complex with just a simple series of button presses, so you can do something that looks really cinematic without actually screwing it up every single time, making it simpler.
4: okay. But here's the problem with that: is is that a lot of the times those complex maneuvers or whatever you want to call it can be done with a decent control scheme and I would prefer to be able to do that than to sit there and have to go through a certain number of button presses in order to get through a scene because I mean, ultimately what happens if you fail, you have to start all, all over again. Now you're right, God of War, they did them well and I really did enjoy the ones that um, I played through because I never played through the entire uh, game. Uh, when I when I when I played God of War, and in fact, I don't think I've ever played an entire God of War period throughout the entire seasons. But I have enjoyed what I have played. It's just, uh, you know, the the technology's there now. I mean, you can play uh, what you see on the screen. It just takes a good developer to figure out how to accomplish that with their control scheme.
1: You do realise they're getting more complex as well. I mean, I'm hitting quick-time events now, at uh, two button presses at once, rather than just... Uh, are you talking about uh, Fahrenheit here, or Indigo Prophecy? Uh, I'm not in that particular, but I, I do know. That is so full of quick-time events. Yeah, but yeah. that's another way that they don't want you to control the story, necessarily, this way, just a, a joystick. They're Having and, said that, that, those ones are really quite tense, because they they feel
0: okay right there's a difference between regular quick time events where you just got you know you have to press the same buttons over and over again and ones where they mix it up a bit and say well how about a bit of X how about a bit of you know, it's not the same <laughs> Each time. So uh But you know no, those those tend to just get more annoying because it's like
4: you want to get past a certain thing and you know it's <laughs> gonna be randomized and for some reason it's the most difficult thing in the world and you just can't get through it. I think uh the Born Supremacy was it? There was a Born yeah. game yeah. that came out. Don't know if you listened to the show, but Sean railed against the quick time events in that one. And I think I remember I never touched the game. But, see,
1: i would agree with him on that because that's a game where i think you know just standardized controls would have worked just as fine but i'm trying to think of like if you were trying to de- take down these big hydra bosses or things that are massively screen dominating um you know still being able to climb up these things and jab them in the eye but
0: we're talking things. about it now would you wa- honestly want to play the next god of war game and it's like oh full of quick time event you would be like oh come on okay you know what tony i'm cutting this one short Quick time events are going in.
1: This is my ruling on this. I fucking hate them. He's right. I can give you the reason why I'm going to put them in now anyway. Yeah, okay. Shell Shock 2. Terrible, terrible game. Had 13 button Quick Time events presses. In.
0: In they go. Play the jingles. Gone. Right. Oh my god. Next Rob. (laughs)
4: Okay. 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 Hold, hold on. Hold on. One down. Uh, that's good. That's good. Yep. Yeah. One down. Sorry. I am I just lost the other ones because I was so into this one. <laughs> uh, things that, oh, yes. Okay. I got the other one. Okay. Kay. Here we go. All right, so the next one on my list are games that refused to give you an ending. The biggest example is Assassin's, Assassin's
0: Creed. Creed.
4: Hello, finish <laughs> your fucking story. I don't care if you're going to continue the series, but I want a goddamn ending to a game. I don't want to just be left in a freaking room to to yeah, Chinese walk around aimlessly and
0: not figure out what the hell is going on. Oh, but that was you can most- go back to the cities and find
5: the flags. <laughs> oh, God, fuck that!
0: That's all <laughs> that
4: I mean, other game. games have done it in the past, and they've done it really, really well. And um, I'd even say that uh, even though they do end theirs on a bit of a cliffhanger, the Half-Life 2 um, episodes 1 and 2, those are... Are very close to writing that fine edge where I feel like they definitely could have given me a better ending, but I still think they gave me somewhat of an ending to at least the storyline that I was currently in, Sorry. and then they left it open for some added future episodes, which which I, I'm okay with, but just barely.
0: I think what you mean is then a, a n- proper narrative ending to the story. I think what was made it so bad about Assassin's Creed was that not only did it not give you a proper narrative end, it left you just sort of standing there like, what, 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 what do I do? And exactly, then you were yes, under the impression there was something else you could do with Desmond, and it turned out there wasn't. And that was what you get, got left with the end of just feeling, oh, there isn't. Spoiler warning, but frankly we're not spoiling much apart from disappointment.
4: exactly as if there was like some future content that was going to be available in the next hour that you were going to immediately be able to download it's like there was nothing it was like now we're waiting three years Mm. for a a game maybe even longer uh, in order to figure out what the hell is going on with the story I mean you gotta end you gotta tie up what it is that you've, you've started so that somebody can have the satisfaction of at least completing a story a couple yeah, of weeks I, ago
0: you did a sorry tony carry
4: on
6: mate.
1: it's, it's, it's like you, you played that game for whatever let's it say so it's a 12-hour game i think mean, it was quite a long game yep. yeah and it's like well and, and then that's it you just ended up back in the room it's like we well, could read the chinese writing on this wall if you zoom into it and you know that could give away something and it's like excuse me i just spent 12 hours completing this and that's the <laughs> best you have
0: are we I, talking I, about I, assassin's creed here gentlemen or are we talking about games that just don't end
4: There, there's, I mean, Assassin's Creed is the, the latest, I think, and, uh, most blatant example of how games like these don't end. There have been others in the past, and, you know, if you were to ask me to just name a bunch right
0: now, I probably would- Well, the the Grand Theft Auto games, I suppose it kind of keeps the sandbox thing open, you sort of narratively finish, but then you just get popped back in outside of your hideout, and it does leave you feeling, well, I I can now go hog wild, but I don't really want to.
4: Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, with those games, uh, what I, you, you sort of expect that because they are open sandbox type games. And I mm. think you're right. What I'm talking about is a narrative end to the story. Yeah. I just I, need
0: some, some Well, just sort lazy, of- lazy storytelling ultimately that just doesn't have the guts to just finish it off and go, right, whether we have a sequel or not, this is the end.
1: But yes. I think, think stuff like Half-Life, uh, you know, the episodes, I think they, they're kind of like justified to do it. I mean, I'm fine with clip angles because everybody knows there's, there's going to be three episodes in that, you know, series that you know it can leave it on the cliffhanger for the next one it's just annoying you have to wait what, two years pretty much for for each yeah, one to come
4: out yeah and this is why i'm saying half-life uh, the episodes uh, they they are riding that fine edge because i still feel like before those cliffhangers happen that they tie up the the, the current narrative you're in mm. and so i'm usually okay with that right because you eventually complete your objective you get to a certain spot but then right at the last second all hell breaks loose and boom to be continued and that's i'm okay with that you know i mean tv series do that all the time look at the end of uh, chuck i won't say anything don't say i don't want to describe <laughs> i don't want to spoil it for anybody but that one because obviously they're sort of they don't know where they are as far as whether they're going to be back next year but the way they ended their story i thought ended well because it tied up everything and then gave you a little hint of what might come in the future and i'm totally great with that that's okay
0: Tony, we have to argue very quickly against putting this in there. Can so you-
1: what, we're, we're arguing whether a game should have an ending or no ending at all? <laughs> oh,
0: we're, we're arguing in favour of lazy storytelling with no narrative closure. If,
1: if you're putting it in a simple turn of, do I want an ending in my game? Damn, fucking right I do. You know, spent I've spent hours playing your game. You can at least reward me with something at the end, even if it is something like Halo Two's ending, where it was like. Really? I now have to wait three years to find out what's going to happen next in the coolest bit of the game? You bastards. You convinced me. It's going <laughs> yeah. in. Fine. Okay, Rob. I down. think
4: you guys have put yourselves in a position where it's going. you're going to be incapable of okay. defending anything.
3: Do you know Rob we're going <laughs>
1: to It's just nothing. Because we're, we're having all these people putting their stuff in, and we keep putting stuff in. We're going to have a game in the end that you're just going to turn the TV on and watch. It does nothing. It's going to be a cool
0: film. <laughs> 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 Rob, um, throw us a bone here for your third and final one. What, something which we can, might vaguely be able to argue in favour of. Come on.
4: Okay, um, and here's one that you might be able to argue. I don't know. Uh, and this is more on the technical end. Oh, yeah. But uh, one of the things that I think they can do away with as far as games concerned is not giving players an option to control brightness, gamma, whatever you want to call it. Give the player, the ability to control the way the game looks because there is absolutely no reason to not give that capability to anybody. I mean, we've seen it done on countless other video games, whether it be on a console, whether it be on a computer. Games that leave that stuff out are just pathetic.
0: So you're saying that um, every game should have an ability to change brightness settings and That's things like the very that least, how can we argue that one, man? How does it go? We, we about- hate gamma settings. Well, let's I mean, I, we- <laughs> I,
4: I, I can already argue, uh, you know, one way. I, I can okay. understand maybe if uh, a thriller, for example, uh, you know, it was necessary to keep certain places darker than others. But, you know, that's not my point I, to argue. So, so Hang <laughs> on. What sets
1: vary, so, you know. No, what I'm getting here, then, is that, you you want the ability in a scary game to turn that brightness setting all the way up. <laughs> I, 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 I think I, think I've I done should it. be able to. Yeah, I've done it. Uh, part of Silent Hill was like, this stupid cave network, I can't see it, but sod it, all the way up. Hey, it looks like daytime. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so so they it's, it's they so don't scary. have to
4: give you the ability to, give you, you know, to change it so much that it looks like day outside, but you know, when you're in a in a dark dark cavern. But, I but th- I mean, people have different brightness settings. Some of the monitors are a little darker than others. Uh, you got to give some sort of adjustment ability so that uh, somebody can enjoy your game, for crying out loud. Okay. That's I'll all i for. I'll
1: give you an argument. Do you think that your average gamer, you know, take away the uh, people like us, actually know that that stuff even exists deep inside the options menus?
4: Well, that is something that, can be said but i i think if you structure your menu system properly then it would be very easy for somebody who seems to be having uh, some frustrations with how dark it is yep. to to get to you know i mean we're just talking a couple of button presses you go yeah into and in fact,
0: um, at it it the beginning of a lot of games it does say adjust the brightness until you can't see the button in the black square or and i don't
1: know like if that. you've you've played uh, the new Riddick game uh, it, it actually gives you that option right at the start. Before you do anything else, it, it says, right, is this calibrated to your screen? Here's a slider. Do this now. And it even gives you, like, diff- five presets for the the average person that doesn't want to get too technical into it before you even get into a title menu.
4: So, exactly, and that's the way it should be for all games now. There's just too much variation with monitors these days, and and it, it, it's, it's a necessary item, I think. The right. other thing I can add and throw in there are... I love games that uh, give you the capability of adjusting the screen, and this is more for consoles than it is for PCs. Yep. But being able to adjust your screen so that you can see everything you need to see—that's brilliant, and I think that should be included in more games.
0: Okay, we're gonna give you <laughs> one more very quick one because that was not spicy enough, Rob.
4: But by the way, that, that <laughs> that's
0: is going, going in. Yeah, totally yeah.
4: That's going in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's okay. Here's one Final, that you can uh, totally argue. Final one. Okay. Totally argue, and this is, I am sick and tired of the bullshit cool uh, <laughs> hero type. You know, like the the I'm gonna talk street yo.
0: <laughs> oh Christ!
4: And this is mostly um, a, a problem with a lot of the characters you find in Grand Theft Auto.
0: Yeah. Not Nico. But uh yeah, I of a lot of
4: go, but a lot of the guys he had to deal with and yeah. I was just like I could care less who you are, get the fuck out. Boom.
0: Everyone seemed to like Brucey, but I wanted to put a bullet in his head. <laughs>
4: was <laughs> Brucey the the weightlifter guy? Yeah, the the,
0: the, the, the juicer. Sexual. Okay. Like yeah. yeah, man, I'm dog. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's just stereotypical I mean, I mean, that, characters. There were I mean it plays of up people in that. GTA 4. I really wanted to kill but couldn't. I mean, Roman for God's sake! <laughs> uh, and who was the other one who just kept bugging me all the time? Uh, Roman.
1: <laughs> but no, see, I, I think that's a bad example. I think Grand Theft also plays up to you know comical characters anyway, I and mean, it's a, a pretty much a, a satire of American life. So you know, do he's gonna you going to take
0: focus grouped characters then, Rob? people who have been carefully you know pitched so that they will be as cool as possible.
4: I would say I'm ninety percent uh, without the
0: slightest uh, amount of tongue in cheek.
4: Yeah, like, I, I mean, as far as focus groups are concerned in anything, uh, they are almost always bad. I think focus groups <laughs> suck. I would rather see somebody go in with their original intent and say, you like it or you don't, and that's that. But focus groups make everything so vanilla and meh and just like... You heard of the
0: dog that got busy. Well, this is the dog that got busy. <laughs> <laughs> I...
1: Just I think this is the whole time. Yeah. This is a problem we're, we're touching on quite from quite a few people's complaints. I, I, I would like to see a three-dimensional or more three-dimensional characters. I think they do existing games, but once again, it's a problem of what games actually do as games. You know, you can't. <laughs> a lot of 3D shooters and whatnot doesn't necessarily lend itself to having a three-dimensional character I mean Killzone 2 was a prime example of you know a character I just didn't care about by the end I was like you could
0: do oh Christ he was so boring plus the fact that he was a midget I was at nipple height with everyone (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, but, uh, the ultimate. I think I could maybe transfer the whole coolness thing to just him being a hard man who's all hard bitten with a giant chin and he's always gruff like that. Just, as much just as I love Marcus character. Phoenix, he is a nobody in terms of character. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but once again, Gears of War is a very, very much like Grand Theft Auto. It knows exactly what it is. It knows it's an over-the-top action shooter. Where um, Killzone, you know, it's it's trying to be as artistic as possible, but it just it doesn't have the the chops to get around that and actually. Well, we
0: could argue characters. this point all night okay right um so are we putting <laughs> focus grouped overly cool carefully thought out completely flat characters in there
6: yes
3: <laughs>
0: four four. oh good lord okay
4: hey, <laughs> like I said I, top think, top. I think i think I think that you've put yourselves in a really tough spot here yeah, yeah. I think we're just beginning it, to realize it, that it's gonna be very very difficult because I... I think everybody agrees as far as video games are concerned, what needs to go, what doesn't need to go yeah. there is very little there's very little now uh, that uh, I think uh, you'd find a lot of disagreement with and I, I could be wrong because I mean there is there are obviously uh, uh, genres that a lot of people hate that mm. some don't and
0: unfortunately, relatively reasonable individuals won't say I hate FPSs I don't want them to be around anymore.
1: I'll just exactly. say that Halo 3 is the most generic game ever. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> not going that,
0: there. that has been said. Listen out. But <laughs> thank you very much, Rob. You've been awesome. We will see you on a later podcast. Oh, and if you just want to plug your show.
4: Yeah, no problem, guys. I Like I said, I've been itching to get on the show, so it's been a blast. And uh, for those of you who have not yet listened to, if you are interested in another video game podcast, Gamers of Jobs podcast, um... We have a lot of fun doing it, and we hope. Uh, and we we seem to the our listeners seem to have a lot of fun listening to us. So, there you go.
0: Yeah, they definitely they attract a, a really kind of mature side of the uh, gaming audience. There's there's a lot less sort of fanboys and and screaming and abuse on their on their forums, which are also you know much nicer. So, yeah, check them out. Right. Okay. Thank you, Rob. No problem. here with David Lamont, a.k.a. Cooper Hawks of Gamehounds Podcast. For the first time ever, Hawks, how are you? I'm all right. How you doing, Alex? Pretty good, yeah. Just finally brilliant to meet you, mate.
6: <laughs> well, I mean, you're meeting me mostly in voice. If you actually met me in real life, you would probably punch me, take my lunch money, and then run laughing.
0: <laughs> uh, you know us so well. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, are you uh, coming to PAX? Because I could do with some spare change.
6: <laughs> no, uh, to PAX... In September? No, I'm actually going to Do the not. one that's going to be in Boston. Uh, I think it's March of next year. Or oh yes, next yes. Year? Yep, I'll be going to on that one. I can I couldn't even. I mean, I technically could have gone to E3 this year. Uh, just don't have the time that I can take off from, you know, that actual job that actually pays for my crippling habit of video gaming.
0: Okay, let's launch straight into this because we are short on time. Hoax. What would you throw yes. into room 101?
6: What would I throw into room 101? I'm getting fucking tired of DLC. I really, really am getting fucking tired of playing. Hang on, that I old mean. DLC? Not all DLC. Not all DLC. There are some DLC that's done well. Uh I'm talking about things like, oh, I don't know, uh custom cars. And and granted, this is not a slam against uh Burnout Paradise. Love Burnout Paradise. But why the fuck would I pay $3 to get a car that's kind of sort of the Back to the Future DeLorean, but not really, or kind of sort of the Ghost? I mean, is there really that amount of vanity that you need in a game? Seriously?
0: Uh, um, I don't know what to say about that one. I well, wouldn't have
6: bought those burnout cars anyway uh, on on general principle. Uh-huh. He's got to finish his rent for us. Oh, carry him, on.
3: Like,
6: like, <laughs> counter my biggest problem with DLC is this. It's not uh, its not its existence. I like that there's things out there to extend the life of a game. But that's what really I think it's supposed to be for. It's supposed to be the speed bump. It's supposed to be Burnout 2.1 as an example, not uh, Burnout 2.05. I'm talking in real like, you know, software development terms, but but that's what it's been feeling like lately. It feels like that they do these things like, you know, uh the different types of sack boys you can buy. You know, the the, the type of things that really don't change the experience in any way other than just, you know, in an external way. And in a way, that's not really something – I mean, in, in Little Big Planet as an example, I almost can sort of see because, you know, you're building your own levels and stuff like that, but not really. I, I don't see any reason why you should pay just to have, you know – what, what amounts to bling, you know, this is, it's digital bling. That's really what I'm mad about. I'm not mad about things where it adds extra levels or extra maps or anything like that. It's digital bling. It all started with stupid motherfucking horse. Horse It all started with fucking Bethesda. And I love Bethesda, don't get me wrong, but I, I, even back then I remember that and I just think to myself, my god, that's the, you know, that is the gayest thing I've ever seen. And I've seen two men kiss. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with being gay, I'm just saying. So, I was like, man, I I laughed at first, I remember laughing my head off, thinking, oh my god, this is the stupidest thing ever, this is like such a waste of time, and then it was on Major Nelson's podcast where my blood just boiled when I used to listen to that show all the time, and he was like, you know, just so you know, we sold a lot of horse armor. It's like, you fucking idiots! You stupid fucking idiots! These are the, mm. This is the reason why cell phone companies in the United States charges $2 to put a background picture of an American flag on your motherfucking cell phone! Really?
3: Why? The why case,
0: so, he- so the case is against cosmetic DLC, mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Anything exactly. which doesn't necessarily enhance the game, aside from going, oh, that looks like a pretty little jingle jangle.
1: I've got... I've got the easiest uh, answer for this. We caused this. We we kept buying it. This stuff obviously mm-hmm. sells. They we
3: don't. didn't listen. I, but you know,
1: fuck that. People buy this shit, and I you know I think the person personally, Burnout Paradise was an absolute shambles when they released that toy car set. Those little mini cars, and oh, they were like God. two two pound each. And I'm like, I, I get that. I get the fact that you know, nice little car. But really
0: two pound but it's so hard to be angry oh. at Criterion because of the so much free stuff they gave us it's uh, if if I made go,
1: it so much more painful if when it was it eventually the other pay. way
0: around though imagine if they they charge you for the, the stuff that's actually worth something and if all those cosmetic things were just free that would be brilliant i think you know um, ultimately if, if it doesn't affect the game if it's just like bling that it, it you're right it really should just be cheaper or nothing
6: or free, free. Free is a good way of, you know, publicizing <laughs> your game. Of extending the life. To me, this is the way it should work, okay? Let's take, as an example, a Grand Theft Auto. Mm. Okay? Grand Theft Auto came out April of 2008. Mm. When did the DLC for Grand Theft Auto come out? A
3: couple of mm-hmm. months. About
6: a, yeah, yeah. yeah, about a year, just about a year later, okay? That is a long time in between a fucking game to come out with, you know, DLC. Tangible, good DLC. From, from, from everything that I've seen about it, it's, it's good DLC. Why not, Give away for free, oh, I don't know, uh, 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 a Nokia cell phone for Nico to carry around or a new car or something like that, just as a means of keeping the game on everybody's radar so that when the DLC hits... It's like, oh, it's still in my mind. I couldn't tell you how many people it was like, what's the Lost in the Damned? Is that a new game? Do I have to go to the store and buy it? It's like, no, it's DLC. What's DLC?
0: Ah! So what we're really talking here is misuse or laziness of DLC, so exactly. that it's either completely splattering you with all these cosmetic stuff which you can't use, but they're charged through the arse for, uh, or um, taking ages to bring about uh, something of, of any actual substance. I mean, Fable 2 took forever to for have anything significant come out. I mean, what was it three months for, for Not Whole Island? Yeah,
1: much, it was but for- that was far too expensive for what it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. and that's another thing. I mean, ultimately okay. charging far out the ass for things that only
1: last you like two, three hours. But it's our yeah. it's our job here to defend this. So oh good let's, lord. No, let's strip <laughs> this back a second. Why have we ended up in this situation? Is it purely the fact that these developers or these publishers are starved of money? Are games too uh, too cheap to sell? Are they too expensive to make now? Uh, is this the case that they need to put these tiny little pieces out there that people buy? I don't think so. I think they're following suit and they're saying, hey, these
0: fuckers buy horse armour. Let's factor that into our budget and then we can release this for... You know, it's like the whole um, uh, Resident Evil Versus mode. It's, like it's it's on the fucking disc. Let's just make a whole different separate budget for this and we can get people to pay for this thing. And just, It splinters it off the, the budget of the game into all these extra different little pockets of things and rather than just going, look, here's the game and here's some substantial DLC for it. It's going to cost you... But, you know, here's some cosmetic things for free I mean it's, it's they, they've turned it into this giant I don't know nickel and diming I've heard talked about some um, just the, the razor blade thing I don't know mm-hmm. Ugh.
6: yep but, that's, that's exactly what this is and it's, but, it's the thing you just can't stand about it. It, it and you know you guys are doing a really shitty job of defending it well, because uh, we found this
1: with every single subject that we've been given, you know, these are pretty much hates that are well justified upon everyone's, you know, brought up. And ultimately, yeah, nobody wants to pay for, you know, cars in, you know, toy cars in burnout that really, you know, add nothing other than a bit of vanity here and there. It's just, yeah, you know, I'm fine to buy that. Island as and when it comes out, but really all these little stuff, no, fuck off. It can go into the burning pit of hell it deserves.
0: So I'm willing to put it in room 101. In its defence, cosmetic things are exactly that. You don't need a Kratos sack boy to play Little Big Planet at all. You you don't have to pay as a, what two bucks for that thing, and I it's, it's entirely optional. It, it, they just sort of dangle them in front of you, and if you okay. want to buy them, you, you can. It's, it's you, they're but not you, forcing you to. It's not like they've, they've broken the game and said, oh, you might need this DLC. Yeah, but
1: ow, look at the look at the Street Fighter packs. I mean, come on, the cost packs. I mean, it, that's, it's costumes, really? And they're, they're and so even though expensive I would expensive for what they are. Even though I would actually
0: have wanted to, but if it was just one pack that was quite expensive, I mean, what, I'd have paid 400 points for all the costumes in one guy, that'd be fine. But they're charging, what, is it 400 points for three costumes, costumes or something? Pretty it's, much, yeah. it's ridiculous. And I, d- I did it for one just because I want to see Ryu with his gi
6: down because it looks kind of awesome and... But, also, but Dude, I don't mean to interrupt, but you're proving, you're proving the whole problem. Mm. This is why they do it. Because somebody is gonna buy it. Oh, and all they need, at the price that they're charging, all they need is a hundred thousand suckers and they've made bank for nothing.
0: I was gonna say, but I wasn't gonna buy all the rest of them, but I suppose you're right. I bought one of them and that's enough. You you bought one of
6: them. um, That told them this is viable. This This is is something that's going to make us money so we can continue to exploit this it's, it's supply and, it's the age old supply and demand thing. They supplied something, there's been enough of a demand for it that now everybody is doing it. Everybody. But
1: also, but also it's like GameStop selling second hand games, you know, it's pure profit for these companies because they're dealing really with nobody. They're, they're, this car to them cost, let's face it, barely any money to make. The, the assets were there, they just changed a few pallet swats and, you know, make sure they work fine within their game environment. So they got 100,000 people, even if it's, say, 100 points 200 points that is so much more money than they would they would have to sell probably what an extra three three four thousand games at that price
0: so
3: Pretty
0: much right well, i'm actually going to contest this going into room 101 because although i don't i can't really defend it all that well it's not hurting anybody it's shitty but it's not breaking the games it's not like no, i mean not, you know it's it's it's, it's, it's not, entirely optional
6: it's not hurting anybody now but it's where right? it starts Exactly, that's exactly what it is. Oh, hang
0: on, are we joining the What Next crowd? What next? Uh, yeah, you'll you'll pay on, for 1% s- of the game and then the rest of
1: it will all be... No, no, this started way back on the original Xbox when they said, look, we're going to give you downloadable content, and Halo 2 got this downloadable content, and everyone went, hmm, that, that's new interesting." and then when the 360 came out, the whole cinema was just that start. It's like, everyone kicked off, and it quieted down for just a few months, and then you slowly saw EA creep back on you know, all these little extra things, and Nanco do all the blinking, you know, unlock codes, and it just, it never ends, and eventually... You're going to be doing this nickel and diamond for things that are actually really important to you, rather than just a costume. It becomes playing far too much for the latest piece of DLC. Like I don't know, this today, say today's um, Fallout DLC. You know, it, suddenly that becomes 1,200 points instead of 800 points. Because if you're willing enough to pay 200 points for you know a weapon, then yeah, you must be willing to pay 15, you know, or 1,200 points for this this whole map when it should really should have probably only been 800 points.
6: Alex, listen to Tony. He's absolutely right. Look at the price of Xbox Live Arcade games now. What's the starting price for those things? Why it, do you think they've gone from starting at 400 to starting at 800 for retro games and from starting at 800 to 1200 on new titles? But they there's a
0: world it. of difference between the uh, 400 point like top down dual stick shooters that the first uh, run of Xbox Live Arcade games were and the 800 points for At One Arcade. Which I think is a bargain.
6: Yeah. All right. What about Load Runner? You think Load Runner is really worth... Uh, actually,
0: no. Load Runner is a load of tat, and I'm not buying it. <gasps>
6: All right. Virtual On. Virtual On is $15. bucks. you are going to oh, buy that? i so not buying it. All right. Yeah, but, see- but it only takes that one game. It
1: only takes um, for OutRun 2 to come out at 1,200 points for you, and that's the one game that you have to then consider, well, am I going to buy this or not? And you will buy it because you love that game.
0: Um, then, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 uh that's 1200 points and that I will buy. So, yeah, but ultimately again, it's all optional. You don't have to buy these. Um but I don't know, look at development costs. It's not
6: a matter it's not a matter it's I understand development costs. It's not a matter of, you know, that you do or do not have to buy these, okay? It's setting a market price. It's telling people, okay, if a little bit of bling, if we can make Like It's 200 points right now, let's say. Now, let's say next year, because as you see, they've been steadily increasing the prices. Next year, they say they'll try 300 points, and it still sells. Then next year, they'll try 400 points. Do you see what I'm saying? They're going to keep raising the price until they realize what the threshold is. Then they're going to lower the price back down to the previous price that sold well. Let's say in the end, it's going to cost us maybe 400 points for all these little DLC things. Well... There's your base price for little bits of bling. So now what's the base price for things like arcade games and stuff like that? They're going to go up as well. That's how the online virtual economy is going to work. Because it works almost similar to the regular economy.
0: See, I don't think that any price is actually uh, suitable for just basically skins and things. Because you remember those uh, Dead Space guns, Tony? 80 yeah. points, <laughs> which is only a bit. It's what? That's like a buck in America yeah. for a skin a for your gun to make your gun look slightly different. And it, if you think about it, they had like one for every important gun and yeah they could they could charge you 800 points all told for that and but you, you don't have to buy them but ultimately no. if you think about it they're charging you for something that they you know was clearly on the game in the first place and they could have done so it doesn't if unless it's free it's it's just never going to sit right is is what you're saying right
1: okay well how about this we'll leave yeah. it up to the general public to actually decide themselves Ultimately, <laughs> if they want to be you know the people that Ha- pay 400 points for this tat. I mean, I've just, just decided now not to purchase at all. So if they want to be the ones that have been suffering and, and willing to pay up to their fucking lamb, really, it's enough to allow it to happen.
6: Okay. But there are idiots like that. Look at the freaking uh, golden hammer burst codes that were selling on eBay for like 50, 60 bucks. I, know. I just sold mine.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, people are chimps. Is that, uh, is that the industry's fault for basically t- exploiting more, am I saying? Of course it is. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. cold-hearted. Okay, right. Is it going in? Uh, Fuck it, I hate commercialism. In it goes.
6: (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) He shoots, he scores!
0: Cooper Hawks, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, mate.
6: Pleasure's been mine, guys. Thank you for having me.
0: And we're here with Daniel Floyd. Daniel, what would you throw into Room 101?
7: Okay, video game difficulty. That's...
0: uh, Uh.
7: Now, we have a lot of people who have been playing games a long time. They would say video games have gotten too easy. We've got a lot of people who probably still say they are too hard. I actually... My problem is more with games that go so far as to go ahead and create difficulty modes and settings. I mean, this is a nice feature. I like that but there i do have an issue with games that put those settings in there so as to have a, a nice easy mode a normal mode a hard mode but those modes do not are not what they say they are yeah i there have been several, plenty of games that i have played that i have gone on i mean i've been playing games a long time so i will usually just by default select normal mode i'm not a great Gamer, but I've been playing them a long time. I I think I'm I'm capable. You don't so want a capable,
1: like, but you want a bit of a challenge.
7: Yeah, yeah. I just I mean, hey, normal. It seems like the mode for me. Usually, and that's fine. You, on a lot of games, then I'm right. It's plenty of challenge, but it doesn't just, it doesn't just wipe me out. Sometimes I just want to kind of get through a game and experience it all, see it all, or I just want to get to the end. I'm not really looking for a big challenge, but I am interested in seeing what the game's about. Because sometimes I'm, I'm a guy who's all into presentation. I like seeing, I mean, I like Heavenly Sword a lot more than I probably should, just because I love watching the performances, the graphics, the music, the sound, that act all of it. I just loved how it they pulled it all off. Gameplay be damned, I enjoyed it. So there are some games I will go to easy mode because I just want to kind of coast through. And their easy mode still kicks my ass.
0: (laughs) Are we talking Street Fighter 4 here, or?
7: Yeah, fighting games, alright, well fighting games, I place the blame on myself. I can't, I can't say anything about that. But, But, but there are certain games that I don't know why they bothered creating a difficulty mode. I figure an easy mode should be something that maybe my mother couldn't beat, but kinda like a little cousin could probably force their way through. They could, they can, they can get through it. I, ugh, it's games. That which games in
0: particular are these? So, uh,
7: I'm trying to think. Right. There was a game I played recently on the Wii called uh, Trauma Center 2, which, for I mean, for a Wii game, they're pretty fun. But the easy mode still provided a pretty rough challenge to me. Yeah. As I was just trying to get through it, and I, it kind of makes me miss cheat codes a little
3: bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the the. The perfect example for this was uh, one of my friends, Bobby Blackwolf, was talking about how he was playing Street Fighter 4. Yeah. On on easiest mode, the mode below, easy, and he got to Seth, the final guy, and he was still kicking his ass time and time and time again. On easiest mode, surely you should just press buttons and you win.
7: Uh, yeah, basically. So I just kind of would like... If you're going to create an easy mode, if you don't want to, that's fine. We just go ahead and make a game with a standard difficulty, or maybe a standard and a brutal one for the guys who just like it. That's okay. But if you're going to create an easy mode, actually make it easy. Make it something that we... Sometimes I don't want to be challenged by your game. Sometimes I don't like your game enough to actually try to fight with it. Sometimes I just want to kind of see the game. You you spent a long time with it, on it. It's it's an experience. I want to see the end of it. I don't want to get stuck halfway through It's just sitting there fighting this boss or trying to get through this level over and over again. I selected easy. I didn't sign up for this. Just let me see.
0: (laughs) Interestingly, when I was playing Wanted recently, the easiest difficulty setting is called Pussy. Um, (laughs) and It's Pussy, Assassin, and Killer. And I thought, no one would ever choose Pussy in this state. I don't know what that's going to be like, but uh, I just... (laughs) I felt insulted by it, so I'm just going to go for Assassin, even though I just want to see
7: the game. Magic so. <laughs> got... Garden does a similar thing. They won't oh, yeah. even offer you the easy mode first off. And I mean, that's a brutal game, but it, yeah. again, it's another one like fighting games where if you lose, it's your fault and you know it. Yeah. But, but if you die a bunch of times in an area, they will offer you, okay, do you want to go to easy mode and you... Say yes. It's called Ninja, Ninja Dog.
0: Dog Mode. And,
7: yeah. will, and as soon as you select it, you will have to wear like a little pink purple ribbon <laughs> on your character's <laughs> arm for the rest of the game, signifying just your failure.
0: That is awesome. I <laughs> I, I i knew that already, but it's it's a great way of doing it. But at the so same it time, is, it is rubbing your face in it and saying right, you right, shouldn't be doing this.
7: They're offering me the easy mode. If they want to mock me for, I mean that's okay, but. <laughs> it's an easy mode I appreciate it Thank the you.
0: the one possible way out of it is uh, there's this idea that the, the next Zelda game or something along those lines will actually have some sort of weird tourism mode where you just press a button and the game takes over and takes you through the hard bits Weird. which is I weird because technically you just put that button down with tape and, and then just sit and watch the whole game
1: what that? which I is I a think brilliant
0: think new way of playing
1: games sorry games games definitely should have the ability mid you know you, okay you've started a game off on normal you think yeah I'm going to enjoy this you get halfway over the game and you get stuck there are still games out there that don't let you just. Call don't. of Duty fucking four. I start just, on
0: veteran. Yeah. I had to start again on normal. I had to start again on easy. Exactly. Even that
1: just my ass. Just to say, okay, look, I, I got it wrong. Pause, go, drop it down to easy. You know, fair enough. I'm not necessarily going to get the achievement or anything for it. I just want to see the end of the game. Stuff like that just pissing me off. Like, okay, I picked the wrong difficulty. That's fine. But don't punish me that I'm going to have to play the game over again just to pick easy mode.
7: I had that. Oblivion? It actually had a, sli- a difficulty slider. So oh, you... just yeah. fall out as well. Yeah. In the middle of a fight, it's like, oh, gosh, this guy's kicking me at my ass. Okay, bump it down. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like, and you, all right, you don't, how do you, you
7: like that? that? Okay, back up to normal.
0: Do you not get penalized for doing that? No, no. Okay, any less so. achievements? That, that's, that's a really good way of doing it, because ultimately... The like game kind should... of penalizes
7: you for leveling up, but that's a kind of a different,
0: yeah, kind of a different it, issue. Yeah, it takes away XP ah, uh, stuff. But... So there is a consequence. Um, yeah. The fact, however, that the, I could have changed to Pussy Mode at any point when I was playing Wanted was actually quite gratifying, because by the end level I was like, this is just driving me nuts, but I'm not going down. I am not going <laughs> to drop this difficulty, just out of spite, even though I'm hating the game
1: now. But what, so. while we're on difficult as well, something that annoys me, and you know, this is my own gluttony for punishment, the fact that I have to try to get all the achievements in a game, <laughs> is that quite often I go straight into hard mode. And that's fine, you know, and I, I get through, through most of them. But the ones that piss me off that are like, right, what you need to do first, you need to play normal mode, and then we'll unlock hard mode for you. It's like, it should be my choice at the start of this game. If I want to be, you know, a, a sadist and play hard mode straight away, even though you're advising me maybe not, that's fine. But don't lock the feature away and say you need to play the entire game once before before I allow you to do that. That just that's complete bollocks.
0: I agree. All difficulties should be available immediately. None of this. Oh, you don't want to go for easiest? We've got to keep this like Devil May Cry won't let you go to easy straight off, will it? Uh, The original Devil May Cry, I don't know about the later ones.
1: Also, I'd love a mode, and and this is something I think they should do across all games, called Developer Mode. And my idea for this is, as a developer of this game, what do you think I should, you know, what is the optimum experience for this? Is it playing hard? Is it it playing medium? Because quite often they say, well, you know, Gears of War is a fine example. I think they had like five difficulty settings on that game. You know, and, and, you know, they picked... I think you, you start off on normal, but then that's actually it's really, really easy. I found it really, really easy. You're know, like, well. Especially clearly,
0: in co-op mode.
1: Yeah, this is, this is clearly not what you wanted for your general public. You know, we, okay, you think the general public, this will be fine, but, but what do you want to, to really experience this game as a developer? You know, which mode should I be playing? I'd just love to see that, you know, you should be playing it on this mode. This is what we think, you know, our AI is at its perfect match. This How
0: about it. a slider with an asterisk in it? So you just you know you just get it up to the exact point and then that is exactly where the developers want you to play it just just to get the perfect amount of AI because I know that uh mm-hmm. there's some points in 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 Rock Band that I really wish that that the normal was a bit harder and that hard was a bit less hard because it's What's
7: just what do you guys play on in Rock Band? I'm curious.
0: Oh, uh, I know you're an awesome like champion expert. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much normal on uh, with hyperspeed on most of the time. But I, I can do hard, but I just if I'm playing on hard, I fuck up so many notes that it sounds bad. So I just I don't <laughs> like to ruin good songs that way. Um, all right,
3: all
1: right. I play drums primarily, and I'm I'm pretty solid complete across across all things on hard, um, and I can do about half of them on expert. Okay. But then bit, the latest stuff on expert is just it's <laughs> whatever. Uh, it's important to mention because I
0: think he'll, he'll be muttering it to himself. Paul Shotton is a world-class vocalist on expert. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Go, oh, Paul. He's on. He'd, he's on lists and things.
1: Uh, yeah, he's seventy-five percented uh, full combo the entirety of Rock Band 2 set, set list. So good for him. Awesome. Anyway, okay. so your original point yeah. was that uh, games should. Hope you're enjoying uh,
0: Australia, Paul. Well.
1: <laughs> games should be if they're on easy. They should just be literally you press buttons, you win. And yeah,
7: see it, it would be nice just to, because, I mean, games are more of an experience now than just kind of an obstacle course that they were back. But they're not the arcade games anymore where, I mean, you never cared that you didn't see Super Mario Bros. all the way through. It was, You knew it was kind of the same game with a few different settings, but the fun was in the challenge. Yeah. Games aren't really that anymore. Now we, I'd really love to see how you're going to end this story. I'd yeah. just love to see, I'd love to just get to the end of it. And I kind of just, and I kind now that I think of it, I kind of just miss cheats in general. Sometimes it's, sometimes you just want to storm through. The so yep. golden eye level, killing everybody, New. shooting them in the nuts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <And> Downloads <laughs> available for 80
1: points each. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, and that brings me on stuff like, you know, I really appreciate that, you know, the Metal Gear Solid 3 disc that came with the uh, substance edition that Alex had so I could actually just you know I never completed the game the camera pissed me off the first time around and I mm. threw a, a hissy fit at the game but I could actually then just you know sit there and watch this disc that showed me all the story stuff and I found it fascinating same as um, the Halo 2 or the Halo 3 legendary edition came with a disc that showed you all the Halo 1 and all the Halo 2 storyline, so could, you could capture up with all this stuff and that was you know I, I didn't need to play the game I played the games before but it was really interesting just to sit back and and watch you know their creative story stuff
0: okay Tony are we going to put in games with ridiculous skewed difficulties to room 101
1: I think it probably would have stayed out of room 101 but um, Seth from Street Fighter 4 kicked its ass down into the hell of room 101 it's <laughs> easier setting and still killing people so yeah he's, he's knocked it down into hell in my opinion burning flames <laughs> crappy difficulty levels
0: <laughs> any more Daniel oh
7: that's That's it off the top of my head. Okay mate, thank you very much for coming on Room 101.
8: Bobby Blackwolf show you're on the air. Calling in to chime in about this net. And it's your
7: fault, Doc Wolf. It's you guys who buy these, these nice dumb net. Katamari, Kamari, uh-huh. cattle
8: arm kind of, uh-huh. kind of that game. Bobby Blackwolf back at DragonCon 2005. I am here at Anime Weekend Atlanta 11. I'm here at the Best Buy in Alpharetta, Georgia, talking about the Xbox 360 launch. DC Nate and everybody in chat's all going, we didn't buy into the hype. You did buy into the hype. You just didn't buy the system.
0: And we are here with Mr. Bobby Blackwolf of All Games Radio. Bobby, how you doing?
8: I'm doing good. How are you guys?
0: All the better to talk to you, mate. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> Smidgen starstruck, mm. but I mean the whole thing has been like that. So there you go. Right. Okay. Let's get down to brass tacks here, Bobby. What do you hate, and what do you want to get chucked into room in 101?
8: Okay. So here's the thing. Um, h- how long have you guys been been playing video games?
0: 92 uh six,
1: six six or seven years me all oh, way back when i was six or seven so I, that, that given away too many ages but probably what 18 years then. six or seven years sorry 17 years yeah
8: okay <laughs> so when you wanted to play a game with someone else how did you do it
0: in we, those early days we put a second pad in and just played next to Yeah.
8: exactly
0: uh Ooh, huh, i see now, where you go you,
8: and now, see, here's the thing, is have you noticed that recently, now that we've got these huge powerful machines, the PlayStation 3, the Xbox 360, w- developers are issuing the local couch multiplayer. The first Motor Storm for PlayStation mm-hmm. 3, no local multiplayer. It was just online. They focused on the online. So, you know, Burnout Paradise is another recent example on the Xbox 360. Powerful machines. Can't even bother to do split screen. I had a friend over one time, big Burnout fans, and we're like, hey, let's go play Burnout Paradise. I'm like, okay, cool. Go home.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We were going to have a beer.
8: We were going to have a beer. We were going to crash some cars, and I said, okay, now you have to go home so we can go play Burnout Paradise.
0: Tell me you still have Burnout Revenge.
8: I do still have Burnout Revenge. I have it twice, (laughs) I think. (laughs)
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's a good game. <laughs> so that that's kinda why we keep Hold of Revenge for excellent party play and, and that crash mode. But okay, I see what you're saying. Um in oh this sucks I actually have to argue um in the favour of online play over I mean th- what, what do we argue, Tony? In favor of well, online play or against couch play? I,
1: I'm that person and having listened to Mr. Blackwolf here for many, many years, um I I know this argument completely through and i the problem is i'm one of those people that goes online multiplayer awesome sit down and play with my friends fantastic um and i've drifted away from this this whole sitting down on the couch and playing with, you know get your buddies over because you know i'm older now and that's becomes harder and harder every every year that goes past but how do you argue this i mean these games should have him in. i mean i don't know if it's a technical reason maybe you would know that more bobby whether this is actually a more of a technical reason that, that that's their excuse but I mean, you know, because they say that, oh,
8: you know, well, we have to draw the entire play field on the screen. And then they say, yeah, but now we have to draw that entire play field twice for two-player split screen or four times on four-player split screen and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, the Nintendo 64 had four-player <laughs> multiplayer split screen, and it looked great. Mario Kart 64 was great. You know, the Wii is able to do this. They're able to do split screen. I was just about to mention that even though Excite Truck and Excite Bots only do two-player and not four-player, but it's it's capable of it. But
0: Mario Kart works with full, so why
1: the Absolutely. hell on everything else? And, and to be fair, Halo Free floor players... Four player split screen. And, I think it and, is, and,
8: also, yeah. and to be fair, you know the the second Motor Storm for the PlayStation Three, the Pacific Rift, it added four player split screen. I would like to think because I bitch so much.
0: I think what we're talking <laughs> about here is more of an alarming trend where, uh, in certain games, as opposed to an across the board complete decline. Because I mean, the best games that we've mentioned here, Halo, the yeah uh, you know, Burnout Revenge over Paradise. Uh, a Mario Kart and th- th- they all do have still kart multiplayer and uh, let us not forget peggle <laughs> that's excellent right. for two player fun um, okay so do we want to put that in one on one hell yes cuz i <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, video games for, for the future, if we get serious you know, fuck-ups on the internet or something, we're going to need to play some uh, some local multiplayer at some point. It's, we're going to need to go back to it, and, and also whenever you get your friends around. So, I mean, there's no way we can leave this out, Tony
1: yeah I'd, I'd, I'd love to dig down to, to find out really from the developers why they leave it out I know you have the same old excuses they always bring up oh well you know frame rate issues you know you won't be able to have a, a full screen we have to draw the assets twice
0: somewhere um, there's a, a flip chart or a graph or something that says only 2% of multiplayer games are played uh, at home anymore
1: and, so. and maybe that is it I mean maybe the developers are right that there just isn't demand you know there maybe is that small percentage of people that sit down and, and play this stuff but the majority of gamers now play online but that isn't the case it, I mean well no it is i mean let's face it what even the xbox which is i mean if we're just looking at consoles you know that's still got over half its audience that aren't actually connected to live and you know that is that is no excuse then to cut out you know burnout paradise at that point yes there's a wonderful single player game but there's a massive party game that is also hidden in there that's just locked away obviously they released a party pack stuff uh what about two months ago to kind of address that problem but that's obviously you got to look at you got to look at it this way, okay? The
8: Wii is selling a whole lot. And why is the Wii selling? Because a lot of the quote-unquote friends and family yeah. Because the friends and family, I can play it with my mom. My mom doesn't want to go online, but she <laughs> wants to play with me. And you let's look at the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. How long was it going to take before this game comes up? Rock Band or Guitar Hero. Those are the most fun in a group in the same room with people. Yes, All right, you can't Play them online. No you mention really? of
0: Street Fighter Four as well. I mean, if you're actually next to each other on the sofa and you can actually trash talk each other and mm-hmm. jostle each other, it's so much better than actually being up against a mostly silent opponent online. Even if you're with your mates, you like you're either just talking about this and that, but not really trash talking each other or remaining relatively silent while you fight it's, and going occasionally, "Ooh, that was good." It's it's no comparison in in, in small competitive games.
1: Yeah. No, it in wouldn't. it goes. You're right. Another, another one goes in. <laughs> okay, you're
0: next.
8: It, it's, my next thing is partially connected to this. Uh-huh. So we can go in with it. Because, you know, we've been a little bit too nice to Nintendo in this little segment. <laughs> and here's something. This happened on my TV show on Friday Night Gaming. We uh-huh. pull out the game. Uh, which in this case was ExciteBot's Trick Racing. It's for the Wii. And me and my co-host, Glenn Martin, were like, yeah, let's play each other. We put it into the Wii, and we can't. You want to know why? Because you can't unlock multiplayer until you play through the single player. Oh, so rubbish. like a, gr- a great game, like, you know, let's say Ray- uh, Rayman's Raving Rabbids, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I put that game in. It's a wonderful party game, but you can't play it multiplayer until you've played it single player. Yeah, so you got to go awesome. get somebody to... Play the game alone, not as fun, before you can play <laughs> it with all your friends.
1: And that actually goes the same with a lot of other online games as well. You know, it's, it's, it's un, you know, it's a bit like Burnout uh, Revenge as we mentioned earlier. Like, all the good cards, a lot to wait because they want you to play through the single player first. You know, and then you have an unfair, fun, you know, the other people that played, you know, have the time to put into single player, have all these wonderful one-lock cards. If you just come on there to want to play with your friends, you have not stand a chance because they've got all the good stuff.
0: Not to mention the original guitar heroes and rock bands. I mean, recently they've stopped doing it. But the uh, remember the old playlist completely locked away unless mm-hmm. you knew a certain cheat. That's bollocks. I mean, what do they think would happen when you went to a party? Oh, here you go. Play the same five songs over and over again, and then maybe you might. Un- yeah, yeah. No. Um. Oh, how can we argue again? Any other instances where this might be considered maybe something that okay, was well, good?
1: They they would argue. There, you know, it's a challenge. You know, you are unlocking stuff to eventually, you know, have a greater multiplayer experience. Surely, that's what the developers are, are probably, you know, you're going to learn your trade on the single player before we we, we let you loose on the multiplayer. Codship. <laughs>
8: Absolute bollocks!
1: I'm doing my best here. I'm trying. Yeah, to I it. <laughs> but, but
8: Yeah, I mean, but you know, yeah, you're going to learn your trade, but then your three friends that you're going to be playing against they don't get the same advantage. Precisely.
0: The, yeah, it requires someone to be much more well versed in it, and, and the other guys to be picking it up and going, "I'm not sure what to do with this pad." Yeah. Oh, I think we got and, another. <laughs> and,
8: and you know, here's the you know going to the online stuff. I don't play that many first person shooters, but I was kind of interested in seeing in Call of Duty: World at War that zombie mode. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no! You can't play that until you beat the entire game. <laughs> to be fair to them, they did eventually unlock it,
1: but probably because no, of no, no, people no,
8: like, "They unlocked it for one weekend only." Did they? I, I can't go over there. No, I can't go over and play it right now. Well, that, that's rough because from what they I unlocked that... it for one weekend, like they had like a double XP weekend or a triple XP weekend, and they unlocked it that weekend for everybody, and then they locked it right back up.
1: From what I hear, that's that mode that one mode there on Call of Duty World at War is actually about 50 percent of what the people are playing because <laughs> it's right. just it's a co-op mode. You know, p- you know, people are drawn to that kind of mode. So if that's locked away from a massive percentage of your audience that never really bothered about playing the single player campaign, that is just completely and utterly outrageous, really.
8: And there are people that don't want to play single-player. There are people that play first-person uh, you know, like 1st shooters or sports games. They play them only online. They don't want to play the single-player. I know people who play Madden, they don't ever play the computer. They're never going to go into franchise mode. They're never going to go into anything like that, I guess, for you guys, FIFA. Um, they're never going to go into that. They're only going to play online. But, you know, at least with the World at War thing, you know, as long as the host completed the game, they can start the game and you can join in. But I can't start a game myself.
0: I'm going to extend this to the non-linearity of Rock Band 2. I love Rock Band 2 as a game, but the actual career mode sucks. I really wish that they just had a straightforward play through all of these. And you can play the, you know...
8: the the, They do. They do? Yeah, it's Uh, called the challenge mode. mm. The challenge is that's your straightforward set
1: list thing, yeah. It's outside. not quite the same as um they did on Rock Band One, of course, but uh I mean yeah they they would love it, but this is the problem again. This is the company wanting you to play, you know, experience all the game, all the games. So they give you, you know, <laughs> okay, you go and play the World Tour mode, you unlock all these songs, you know, because they want you to sit there and play the game for a long time and not necessarily just have access to just. But it's all so sprawling.
0: I ended up, I was
8: thinking, like what songs don't I have? How do I even get to them? Because I don't know where they are. And that, that's the beauty of the challenge mode because that you can unlock yeah. all the you can lock every song just doing the challenges. You do like the warm up challenges and then the challenge, right. you know, and then they go up.
0: Okay, well, it, that mode didn't suck me in clearly. So, uh, right, I'll go and play a bit of challenge mode,
1: Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, and no, I, I think the argument is true. I think really, I mean, so much is made out of multiplayer games nowadays that you know, I. Th- the stuff that has to do with multiplayer should be separated from the single player experience. Totally. Because there is so many people who will just pick one over the other. I mean, some people just don't even care about the multiplayer, but it, it's quite, quite often the case now with how big online has got on, you know, all the consoles and the PC, that um you know, that, that stuff should just be accessed straight away, um, and be completely separate. I mean, let, you know, XP carry over, like the Call of Duty game, I mean, the latest Call of Duty game did. You know, you could earn single player EXP, which carried over into the multiplayer, Bonus stuff—that's fine, but it should be a, a completely separate, almost product. I think so. Yeah, I agree, with Bobby. Another one that goes in. In it goes. We're so terrible at defending these stuff. Yeah, come on. You suck.
0: Bobby, it has been an absolute pleasure. Will you come back on the show at some point to do a proper full show? No. Okay. I mean, yes.
1: I it's mean, been yes, the- <laughs> 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 that bad. Oh, we we put the things in hell for you. That's something. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll come back.
0: Wicked. Uh, Thank you, Bobby. We will talk to you later. Thank you. We're here with Tim Wilsey, a.k.a. Commander Tim from Gamehounds Podcast. Tim, what do you want to throw into Room 101?
9: I want to throw in Room 101, uh, gaming websites that basically contribute to the Web Ring 2.0. Explain. Well, these days, it's one website will actually report on something, and then another website picks it up. Then another website picks it, up, picks it up, picks it up, picks it up, picks it up, and it keeps going and going and going. And then basically, the first web the first website uh, reports the story, puts their source. The next website says, saw this over here points to them and then the next site sees it on that site and says i saw it, them, saw it here points to them saw it here points to them saw it here points to them and it becomes basically this big web ring like we had back in the early days of the World Wide web where you would have a bunch of sites with related information you just went around a big ring i'm tired of the web ring 2.0 that's
0: a fine point so uh, what you're suggesting is that uh, all these gaming websites should be seeking their own stories rather than filching from everybody else precisely okay uh hard to defend that one tony
1: yeah, but okay, if you can look at different websites. Well, let me, yeah. let, me make, let me make it easier for you.
9: I think I I uh Kotaku where the majority of people get their information from. Uh things like I don't know, a good example like uh, with the rise of tons of independent podcasts. We both do it. You know, we both have podcasts. I've been uh, you know, we both been doing it for a while. Yeah. Uh, so many of them, and this must frustrate you guys as well, every time you do a piece of original news, uh, some website will say, over on Kotaku, blah, 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 and then some website will say, over on this, and then blah, 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 blah. I, I'm tired of people thinking that just because they are able to open Kotaku.com that they are somehow video game journalists. How's that? I feel terribly guilty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I guess that point comes down to, is like, you know, I, I used to, and read GameSpot. don't anymore because I don't like their, how they output their stuff, but I have moved I moved over to one OneUp.com. So, but, you know, how are they going to have, I mean, the, the information on the web shares between all these different places just because, I prefer the way they, they write up stuff. Just because it's the same information surely doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad thing. It's just a different style of presenting it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be devil's advocate here a little bit. He's good at that.
9: Well, I mean, like, uh, well, a good example is, um, well, okay. On your website, you say that your podcast is inspired by the old One Up Show. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure. Oh well, no, hang on, hang on.
9: Yeah, yeah our so. podcast, the the video, video podcast, podcast, is very similar
0: right. to, the, uh, well, in the style to the One Up Show. And we're we're citing
9: right, our influences okay. so that people don't just go, "Oh, it's just the same as the One Up Show." Just the One Up Show, right? That's exactly. What, that's I mean, not not singling you guys out because you guys suck because you don't. You guys are talking to me. You're the coolest people on earth. Oh, no, but uh, it's <laughs> I, it's it's the people that just just straight up uh, just take stuff and, and regurgitate it. You know, when Kotaku puts out a press release, well, you know, if someone has a new game coming out, they're like, hey, would you guys like to t- announce our new game for us? And it's like, sure, we're well, Kotaku. Would you love to write your press releases for you? And then they re- shoot the information out, and then someone else comes along and says, oh, Kotaku says this is going to be the greatest game ever made, and boy, i got to believe them, because look at these screenshots that are obviously pre-renders, but, I mean, that's what the game is going to look like, because the developers said so.
0: Okay, so you're more talking about the fact that they're approaching it from a news angle as opposed to from a critical angle. Bingo. Okay, that's a good but, point. I, I think that independents should actually exercise their rights to uh, to be as you know free to say whatever they feel about something because they they've got that freedom, whereas the sites that actually you know uh, officially have to report on
1: this stuff maybe don't have that opportunity. I, right. yeah, but you you have to bear in mind a lot of these sites. I mean, someone like. Kataku is such a fucking hot potato topic to talk about anyway because they're the worst out of all of them. We could take
9: Destructoid. We could take Destructoid. I, I think I think they're almost as guilty as Kataku is. But if you,
1: you look at a lot of these sites, that you know the the constructive criticism is taken out of their hands anyway because Sony have given them, you know, taken them to this press conference. They've paid for their, you know, sometimes paid for their flight. They've come there, and if they some if they go back to their website and say, well, what we saw was only average, and stick it up on the website, they get all but blacklisted. They you know? don't get invited back. And that's fucking bullshit. And that's where the media yeah.
9: should stand up and say, look, you want us to review your fucking product. You're going to find out there. Be prepared for me to not like it. So
0: you yeah, want Kentucky that, to say, this haze looks like shit and how, the, how dare you have Jonathan Davis preach to me? If so it is it
3: that Kotaku,
1: or is that companies such as I don't know, Sony? It's, it's, it's just so good. It's like Sony it's doing systemic,
9: that. It's systemic in the entire industry. It's, it's 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 a problem that we've all grown we've all grown accustomed to and we all go along with it now, and the problem is is that with the rise of podcasting and people who have their own blogs, I mean it, it, seriously, there's there's thousands of video game blogs out there that just litter the internet because whoever wrote it. I used to have one, you know, I, I tried starting forever ago, and nothing ever gets done with it, and. What I tried to do with it was the exact opposite of what I'm talking about. I'm trying to, I, you know, I was, I was trying to like find our own. And we realized, like Jesus, there's not really much out there unless you really go hunting for it. And that's kind of what I'm getting at is, you know, people need to just stop, stop and say, you know, do I really need to make yet another gaming blog when all I do is go and read the other gaming blogs and then basically report their facts like my own facts?
3: I
1: think the inherent problem of Tucker and all the all the, the big blogs that have taken over, you know, joysticks and all, um, is that they need a story up every 20 minutes or so, is that they're always hunting for something. And it doesn't matter what kind of bollocks facts, and they don't even fact check a lot of the time. It's just like, this is a story, and then like 12 hours later, there's an update for it that just says, you know, we got that slightly wrong. Here's the actual real story. But, it, you know, it does damage can already be done at that time, by that point.
9: Because there's Because there's hundreds of people that fancy themselves as video game journalists because they have an install of WordPress somewhere. And they have perpetuated the WebRing 2.0. Okay, is it going in I, or not, Tony?
1: I'm willing to throw in um, big companies not allowing creative well, the journalism to be factful. Um, I, I think that the problem with a lot of these blogs is just you know they they have very little um, leeway to actually have an opinion because they're basically being in press release and if they c- kind of sway from that then you know they, they will get blacklisted I mean 1UP was a prime example of that when they actually kind of just gave uh, Ubisoft the teller you know a whole run of bad reviews and they got you know basically blacklisted by um, Ubisoft so I, I'm I'm willing to put like companies doing that shit I, I think when it just comes to blogs repeating the same old shit I just surely that's just the internet across everywhere every blinking because there's so many sites out there everyone just copies of everyone Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sure you make it so right. So it's not necessarily okay.
0: relegated just to gaming. But okay, right? Is it going in or not, Tony?
1: Hey, I'm not the only uh, person. Yes, my fucking, vote I'm, is yes. yes fucking yes, get stick
9: it in. It. in. Okay, Honestly, right. Alex, you have to go that way because I mean, I'm looking at your avatar right now. It's the Gonzo avatar with Hunter S. Thompson <laughs> in there. The reason Hunter S. Thompson did what he did was be that he put himself in the story. He made himself the story. And yes, a, a considerable amount of his stories were, you know, fiction, but uh, the the brief bits of reporting he did, like the stuff he did when he was covering the Nixon campaign, um, he was in the story. He was getting that information firsthand, raw, and delivering his viewpoint. While so many of the other people were simply listening what the press corps were telling him to say, and he went the opposite route. So, just a you scurvy shyster bastard! <laughs> You're damn
0: right. Well, you see these goddamn bats. Okay, I'm putting it in. <laughs> You can have one more. You got four minutes. Oh man, I don't know. Um,
9: does it, have to be, it has to be gaming re- industry related?
0: Yes, or just
9: games. Okay. Just to, okay. if you want to put a game in there. Um, how about this? I'm tired of g- games that are coming out that use dual the dual thumbsticks of gamepads. I think that trend needs to die quick. It started with Geometry Wars popularizing again. Then we had the Smash TV that came out on the Xbox. Dual stick shooters, yeah. Dual stick shooters, yeah. <laughs> Those need to go. They need to go. Uh, yeah, total Carnage isn't out yet. No. And it probably won't be because that game is super controversial.
10: <laughs> okay.
0: Tony, um, so, I
9: mean, I, that's, it's a basic one. Argue some more. It's part of the reason why I don't like like Geometry Wars. got so old so fast. I mean, i never really been the biggest Geometry Wars fan on Earth anyway. And I didn't really get into Geometry Wars 2, but I don't think I'm alone with that. I think that's how most people were. But... I mean, just it, it's like it never stops. And, and it seems like for a while there, every time someone would come out with a new game, they'd be like, wow, there's this really great new shooter out. And then, guess what? It uses two joysticks. Woo! <laughs> and I was like, no, it's the same game over again. Are you stupid? You're paying $10 for a graphics swap, man. Let's go back to old school. Let's have the screen move around me, not me move around the screen. Did you play uh, Commando Wolf of the Battlefield? Yes. Or did you play Mercs?
0: Yes. Which is better. Mercs. I did not like command. You League are damn League. right.
3: <laughs>
0: Mercs uh I uh, is it out on, okay, it's not, it's out say, on the Wii, isn't it? it? The, the Mega Drive version of Mercs. Sorry, the Genesis yeah. version of Mercs. So why don't uh, I suppose that's the only version we're gonna get, isn't it?
9: The uh Well there's the arcade version, which you can emulate on MAME, no problem. I already have done. But I Make like that. doing things officially. God damn it! Well, there's nothing official. I have, I have the arcade board for Mercs in my closet, of course. Wink, wink.
0: Well, mail it to me. I <laughs> will <laughs> just put it into my Jammer unit. I got just sitting right here. Okay. Right. Can
1: um, you defend it. A bit?
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, Tony. Do you want to defend Dual uh, Stick Shooters? By, like
1: by playing devil's advocate. Right. Dual Stick Shooters. Yep fair enough i i kind of understand where you're coming from but all it is is an input method same way as first person shooters sports games they all rely on the, the same principles of two sticks it's what you do with it that makes it interesting um and i you know there's a few games yes i'm i i like geometry wars but geometry wars too what it did really interesting was actually have like an online competitive leaderboard um so it was ended up becoming very much like a an arcade high high score Machine where you'd go down your local arcade and you know try to beat your mates, you know score that you stack up there and put arse in. That's one um,
0: thing I hate about Outrun, actually. It it says who the fastest person in the world is. I don't give a shit about him. I just want to know how fast Jambo is.
9: Right, exactly. I said the same thing.
1: Beyond that, there there's been some really original titles. If you look at something like Everyday Shooter, it took the the basic concept of it and actually did stick a you know. <laughs> It was more than just a palette swap of shooting things on screen. It actually added music to that, uh, same as you know, community games such as Groove. Um, Stardust HD actually added the kind of the 3D plane of the actual planet and moving around it. I think there's there's examples out there more than what you can do, but there has been plenty of examples of literally you just move around you know the four by four square on the screen and you shoot everything that moves i can see your point of what what you mean if they just if it becomes just a pilot swap if you just you do the same thing over and over again but i think if you're just you're throwing that whole genre of game away i think you know it, there's there's ability for good stuff to actually come out but
0: do you want to redefine it as lazy dual stick
9: shooters we could do that too okay yeah, the, the, it's lazy
0: than it's going in
9: if anything, I'm not. I'm not begging developers as much as I'm begging people to stop buying the goddamn thing. So not going making
0: them. You cannot have, affect what the people do, Tim. Have I'm tried,
1: than he is. <laughs> have you tried everyday shooter on the PS3.
9: I don't have a PS3, so no. Uh, you
1: got a 360, have not you? Yes. Try Groove. It's on the community games. Okay. It's uh, it's not really interesting actually.
9: What's that, what's that one fact. game that? What's that one game for the PlayStation 3? I played. Is it uh, God? It's not. Um, Man, why am I I'm drawing a blank on it? It's one where you play as a superhero and you have to get the people out of buildings. That was pretty fantastic.
0: Oh, um, the last guy. Yeah, the last the guy. The motherfucking last guy. He cracks me up. I love that guy.
3: Yeah.
0: Good <laughs> idea. Uh, I never really liked it all that much. but um, Okay, so, Tony, final... Final word: Is this going in or not? Lazy dual stick
5: shooters.
1: I think if you're doing lazy ones, I don't. I don't want to throw dual shit shoot this jewel stick shooters away entirely, but uh, lazy cash ports of them, of course, nobody wants that. Yeah,
9: I mean, it's safe to say that you know, let's 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 ask ourselves really, okay, is you know, do we need Total Carnage to come out? Yes, I mean, really, yes. Because I mean, yes, when that it came, came out, it, when it when it came out, it was a pretty big deal, but now it would just it would it would be mis- No, no, but that's just it. Right now, you and I remember it as this really fun game, and it had all this great humor and making fun of the Gulf War and all that kind of stuff. Oh, too. oh, oh! You are not saying you can never go back, Tim, are you? No, no. no. What I'm saying is, if it came out now, <laughs> you and I would look at it through these rose-tinted glasses of how awesome it really is. And
0: everyone else but, would think it's two days in, or six days in. What was it?
9: Fallujah. Fallujah. Yeah. Well, not only that, but they would look at it and go, "Wow, look! It's just another dual joystick shooter." And, Everything that game accomplished when it originally came out will be undone, and maybe they wouldn't buy it, and maybe the developers would stop making them. Think about the yeah. knock-on effects. Well, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want, I don't want the memory of how great that game was sullied by modern-day reviewers dissing it because it's a cash-in. Quote, quote marks in the air with that one. Good oh, lord. Okay, right, it's going in. Then they're going in. Crappy dual stick
0: shooting. Sorry, just obviously lazy ones go in, but just. Lazy, um, l- uh, dual stick shooters whereby the, all they're doing is basically reskinning what has already become the standard of a dual stick shooter how about that no worries ok <laughs> thank you very much Commander Tim
9: you're welcome thank you for having me once a week three heroes embark
0: on an adventure to explore the world of interactive video entertainment
4: Kropotkin, Hendrix, and Bloodshot Robot are accompanied by their two friends, GK-128
2: and Digital Firefly. These
3: are their adventures.
11: Happy fun Time Show!
0: <laughs> We're here with Chris O'Regan from the Super Happy Funtime Show. How are you doing, Chris? I'm fine, I guess. Brilliant. Okay, let's cut straight to the chase. What do you want to chuck into Room 101?
12: One of the big bugs I have is bad voice acting. Uh-huh. You know, if they're going to do bad voice acting... Then, or put voice acting in, then do it right. Don't do Blazing Angels, which was offensively
0: (laughs) bad. On
3: a a deep,
0: deep, deeply racial level. It was really (laughs) ugly. Are you going to extend this all the way back to the original Resident Evil 1? Barry, where's Barry?
12: No, because that has... Well, I'm sorry, but he's probably... No, 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 that has a comedic effect and has some
0: charm to it. Yes.
12: Right? I'm talking about...
0: hope I'm this is not Chris's blood. Stop no. That. Sorry. No.
12: This, is, this is about excruciating the offensively bad voice acting, uh-huh. which is being exemplified by Blazing Angels.
0: So, uh, any, anything else in living memory? Because obviously this is...
12: Yes, that. of course. Um, I personally thought that... Saints uh, Row 2. Battle Station specific, which came out last week. How's that?
0: Oh, that's pretty near. <laughs> I don't particularly
12: <laughs> like the voice acting in that game. Hendrix disagrees with me, but... Uh, <laughs> He actually counters me on that, but I, I just think it was a little bit woeful. Uh, and yeah, you know, just opposed to that, if you look at, um, GTA 4, wow! You know, that was great. So. Yeah, okay, do you right. think of, of bit. Right. Um, Let's see, what else have I got? here we go we have
0: to we have to argue in favour of it oh okay. you've
12: got to see if it's right or wrong as you say
0: it can sometimes make a game more charming sometimes mainly back in the day Uh, but if you're talking about modern day games with bad voice over oh bad voice acting it depends on the game because if it's like I mean Saints Row 2 I'd put forward has terrible voice acting (laughs) and that kind of is of its charm
12: that's pathos you know that's that's you know that's a little. it's part of the humor of it all the ridiculousness of it all
1: well mm. as i always try to do i try to break down why this is you know a, a thing in a game and surely this just comes down to the voice acting seems to be one of the last things they kind of put in games it's just like right we need to get the graphical assets down that's done the right sound oh and uh yeah bill bill over there yeah you you yeah <laughs> give a, give a chinese accent yeah, that's fantastic. Here we go.
0: Whereas yeah. games with really good voice acting, like Heavenly Sword, Drake's Fortune, and stuff, they like that's they so go it. the yeah. performance first and they get that done. So uh i i i'm i'm in agreement with chris here totally do I mean, yeah. a bad voice acting is going to completely shaft a game i mean wanted that i remember specifically if it had had more interesting voice acting i might have liked the game a bit more but it was just plodding through it so
1: the thing that annoys me so much about all this stuff is it's the finishing touches you know you may have the most beautiful game in the world but if you have somebody that sounds mo- like the most racist stereotyped figure go, <laughs> i mean straight away i mean that's example of no the Phantom specific. Menace. No <laughs> specifics, a good game from everything I hear, but Crop you know, kind of just got taken out of the experience as soon as he heard that, the bad voice acting. There. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just
12: great.
0: It really yeah. great, you know? I'm guessing you've got quite a few there, Crop, so let's just do the speed destruction on this one. It's going in. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. here you go. Hey, uh, next. The
12: next one I have is, I'm going to squeeze two together. Ooh, right. sir. <laughs> um, It's going to be. Korean MMOs
0: <laughs> Not standard.
12: And David Perry.
0: What? You want to put Dave Perry, he of Meme Machines, into Room 101?
12: Not the bandana wearing Dave Perry. <laughs> Move on. This is 2009, not 1983.
0: Or not the one who was hoodwinked by his appearance on Games Master yeah, the Super Mario 64.
1: But he made meme Machines. The man can't go to hell.
12: It's not him. It's David Perry, formerly of Shiny Entertainment. Now
1: of... Is it Acclaim he now works <laughs> yes, for? He, the,
3: yeah, the
0: of
12: This is the man who promotes Korean MMOs, I believe. He's obsessed over the the Asian model of video games, which is
0: broken. As in uh, the microtransactions yes. who are straightforward uh, no. subscription. But now, surely it works.
12: In their part of the world, that's fine. <laughs> You know, if they want to spend 20 hours or no, 48 hours without food or drink or sleep and die in front of their their, their cafes, <laughs> I don't think they want to die.
1: No, they haven't. Yeah, but surely then playing. that's a testament look, of how addicted these games can be. Surely, you know, if they, you know, you're not playing.
0: Them. Finally, something we can actually argue in favour of, Tony. <laughs> despite
12: themselves, I mean, if you look at them, there's a, there's many occasions where Western publishers go, oh, look at that, I've got all these games over there. There must be worth some. Some you know something, so you go scutt- they go scuttling over there. Codemasters did this, if you remember. What did they do? They made RF online. Yep, that went you know bye bye. <laughs> um, what else? Auto Assault. Bye. Um, <laughs> um, and of course, uh, NCSoft are notorious yep. for that. And um, you know somehow Art Sword is still going despite itself.
0: But what out, about uh, World of Fight? Is that gonna is that gonna be better in general, or is it you know is, is that just Korean or something? I don't. Just
1: go. Hang on. I mean, if we look at look at what's happening now in World of Warcraft. Yes, we all, you know, it's just a dominant force. But it's also done the thing where it's pretty much killed any other MMO trying to succeed in the space where it used to be paid for. You can't. No, 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 no. Can't complain developers trying to try something different away from that.
12: I counter this. Okay. Okay. The problem with WoW, or the good thing about WoW, we have 11.5 million people around the world that play WoW. Right. No other. MMO is going to even attempt to reach that zenith. Exactly. Okay, they are at the top of the heap, actually scratching God's beard. again hello, <laughs> whereas, whereas we have games like Eve Online and Lord of the Rings Online. They are got perfectly found a good founding of about 300k uh, players, and they're doing great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You no, know, and that's you know, and th- their games are great. And Warhammer Online as well, with similar kind of numbers, but they're they're not they're not going to reach. So to say they're dead, they're not. They're just you got to, It's a matter of scale.
1: Yeah, it's a matter of scale well, that these well, companies think they're going to have the next World Warcraft. That's a the problem. they're, not. That's,
12: they're yeah. not, and they can never will. But they're happy with the revenue they get from three hundred thousand people. It's fantastic. Whereas, you know, 11.5 million, that's, but, that's, you know, the GDP is the average country.
0: Are we talking more about the westernized um, uh, taking on of the Korean model here rather than just the straightforward MMO market, right? Right. So do, what is your main problem with the Korean model of it? Or is it just the, the, the whole idea of us trying to do no, what no, they do? no, no.
12: It's not about the model. It's not about that. I don't mind about the model. It's just that they're bad. these games are bad
0: don't play them then
12: they they shouldn't no I'm just offended by their existence they're bad and they'll hate it when people go scuttling over there going oh it's the future of gaming no it's not
1: he's beating the microphone (laughs) do you know what I do agree with the way you know we do everyone always seems to like look at the, what, what could be the next fad you know and, and that clearly you know there's so many people that did decide that
0: what an honorable know. pursuit finding out what the
5: next
1: fad could be but it, you know I don't know whether it does work in a Western society and certainly the Korean ones don't work when the, you're translating back to here but what's the current one is it free realms is that the one yes free
0: realms talking? is that but that's good for kids because they can just get by on the free stuff
1: and what's the EA take isn't it
12: Oh, it's probably Sims-related. I don't know or care. Um, but look, it's it, I have um, I have very little time for them. In that they're, they're these particular Korean MMOs, we should just stay away. And they're, they're not very good. And um, really, if you,
0: yeah, I'm going to say that they affect very few people apart from Koreans. Can we keep this? this is going to be the first one we actually keep out, Tony.
1: Is that? are all be- playing Starcraft anyway. they're not playing these. Well, throw <laughs> so David
0: Perry in there as well because
12: he's, okay,
1: you can throw David Perry in there. I tell you what, how, <laughs> how about we throw Korean uh, Korean free MMOs into the fire because they don't have any real place in the UK. But I I still believe the free model can work. Just nobody's not, really. It's
3: not really about that. To, yeah,
1: I don't it's know. Not, but you know, rip, just rip. to make it clear, the free model I think can work. Okay, in it goes. <laughs>
0: Yeah. and you've got one more Chris what do you want
3: got one more
0: okay use it wisely
12: yes the one more is oh no because that's a historical thing and it's already in the fire so it's going to be you're throwing the arbiter in there no no <laughs> it's going to be obscene obscenely offensively obvious shovelware casual games <laughs> Oh, in the fire okay
0: yep yeah. <laughs> Like you can't say anything good about these.
12: No, I mean, you can't. But let me just give you two examples. Yeah. You know, teleaddicts and golden balls with... <laughs> <laughs> you just see them and go, whoa.
0: Or how about Cheggers Party Quiz?
12: There you go. Anything like that. C-list. Z-list, how could you
0: put that forward? It's, that's not just a personal pet. hate. no one likes them. Even the people yeah, who the- are too dumb to understand.
1: I mean i I played that you know one a few weeks back called sports party, and it I'll was that was good as a sports family party well, it, okay. it was atrocious
12: if you don't want that, I could do you know a little bit of, it'd probably get me kicked off the show if I say it
0: Oh don't say music
3: with
12: a
0: matching game Absolved Tony, we are keeping one for the
1: flames. Look, we can't because we just had Bobby Blackwolf uh, doing a segment for us, and he actually brought up a good point, and should we say it here why not? He, he basically said he's fed up of first-person shooters, and there must be 20, 30, maybe 40 first-person shooters released a year. That's a so, bit of an exaggeration, but well, all right. Old,
0: sir. Okay, then, well, let's say, okay. There's at least 10 or 12 good, you know, high-profile ones, yeah. Yeah,
1: so why can't he have his five guitar heroes and why can't, <laughs> have his, why can't he have his couple of rock bands a year? I mean why can't
0: Division milk that cow till blood comes out of its teats?
1: I'm I mean, is it, is it more of a problem there's only two companies producing he this that? stuff? Did he say He that? did, yes.
12: I may have to punch him at E3. <laughs> <laughs> fight, 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 anyway? fight.
1: Fight between our oh, okay, heroes. Well, okay, defend cool. that. Why can't a genre, it's, it's, let's face it, it's definitely a genre of its own, have its own little group of people the same way a racing genre or a first-person shooter genre has it? You can't it.
3: do
12: that. You can't. T- no, you can't say. That's what not a recent one. argument. No, you, they're too, they're too, no, it's too different. Look, look, you can't compare Left 4 Dead with Call of Duty, can you?
1: Um, It's just a variation of the same thing.
0: No, mm. no, mm. no. You can no compare it with Call of Duty World at War, there's zombies. Oh, no,
12: I've played
0: it. I, you know what? I want to chuck in uh, fucking zombies. I am so sick of zombies. Uh, the, the, can we yeah. have a zombie reprieve, please? I mean, I, I will play reprieve. Plants vs. Zombies when it comes to XBLA. But in fact uh, you don't
12: answer that that happened in my friend, because you clearly do, never
0: played the game. You need a do mouse. want to make a bet you there, my friend, because we're talking about mouse. PopCap here. They yeah. would release on the back of your hand if they could.
12: need a mouse. Need a mouse.
0: Anyway, <laughs> let's good. just round this one up there. So, just to summarise, um yeah, what shovelware most definitely going in. Yeah. Music with the matching games most definitely staying out, at least for a few more years until they are literally hammered into the ground. And Sharks we get
12: jumped. Uh, we
0: get Guitar Hero cast. Um And David uh, Perry's in. <laughs> David Perry's definitely in because he's <laughs> he's stoking the fire for us. I wanted step. to get him on the show, but I don't think he'd come on. Not now. <laughs> So into the flames you go, Dave. Right, um, and uh, I'm going to put zombie games in thinking?
1: there. Fuck it, I'm sick of them. Well, well as, as per usual, Crop, it's been a pleasure. You're a madman, but we love you. <laughs> and uh, do you want to pimp your show?
0: Okay, yes,
12: I am the co-host and producer of the Super Happy Fun Time Show. It uh, airs weekly, 8.30pm Eastern Standard Time on All Games Radio, and available on iTunes every Sunday. Uh, and to find it, you can simply type in Super Happy and it will immediately find it it's only, the only <laughs> podcast out there with the word super happy all squished together <laughs> all one word
0: and yeah and make sure you put the happy bit in otherwise you may end up with super tramp which sucks. yeah that would be bad yeah okay yeah. thank you very much Chris we'll talk to you later bye David Turner and Michael Fox from Joypod. How are you doing, guys? How you doing? Fine. Hello. <laughs> That's <laughs> and all since you, you're getting from us. And since you guys are British, you will know what Room 101 is already.
5: In- I'm not British. I'm Irish. How dare you? You are from the British Isles? No. Okay. <laughs>
11: <laughs> from Europe. Yes, we, we, yes, we are... We are aware, aware of Paul Merton and his work, yes.
1: Right. Oh, I yes. See, let the first person say I'm aware of Paul Merton. Yeah, we don't get that much on our show. Right, OK.
0: So, OK, what would you throw into Run 101, being w- well-versed in what it is from the British Isles as you are? Right, Do
11: you want to go first, Oh, all, right, all right, OK, I'll go first. Um, kind of a controversial one, uh, but I want anything with an elf or a warlord <laughs> or some sort of orc. To be chucked into Room 101 and repeated. Fuck you, break,
1: man. So, <laughs> if you basically just asked, you want World of Warcraft to be put into Room 101?
11: Pretty much, World of Warcraft, Anyone <laughs> that plays you World You want my Warcraft, childhood thrown into world, Room 101, you bastard.
1: Final Fantasy?
11: Um, Yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't know, like, it's just, it's one sort of world that's been created that yeah. I've just never understood I never really got why anyone would, like, fantasise about having pointed ears. You know, I never really got that idea of um, the Dungeons & Dragons sort of... I I've just don't understand it, I suppose. Like, I, I, at first I thought it was maybe just that I hated RPGs. But then when I played Fallout, I was like, well, actually, maybe it's not. Maybe it is the fact that... I just hate someone with look, looks... that's about half my size... Telling me what to do... With pointed ears... And I just <laughs> to kick him... If
0: like... I'd love okay, to... Okay, so what actually, if you were Luke Skywalker? Halflings
11: are annoying, man. <laughs> no, like... Actually, that's not a bad idea. If there was a game... That was like... Set in... The, a world... With like... Orcs and warlords and stuff but then just add some bloke in it, some random fella that's just walking about. So, like, this all could come up and go, I'm not letting you post unless you g- cast the spell of Avaroth. And you could just go, fuck off Shorty and kick him in the nuts. <laughs> then, you know, maybe I'd play it. I
0: think Bioware are working on that for Dragon Age. <laughs>
3: but
1: <laughs> but sure, surely these fantasy worlds are, are exactly that. They're out of people's minds. They were back in the day, certainly in computer games, where we couldn't create lifelike characters. So it was easy to create just a short guy point pointy ears, some sort of definition and you know, you could actually put anything into these worlds rather than making it oh well he has to have this specific gun. You know, it's it's ones and I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ! Tolkien has
0: been yeah, that long enough. No. That's I mean, right. this all stems lazy. from Tolkien, which is then co-opted by D and D, and it's sort of it's, it's insinuated itself into nerd culture, so you can't really escape it. You, it's it's then, such yeah. a huge I part mean, of our heritage. That's the
11: worrying thing. Look, that's the thing. I'm not having to go at nerds, right? Because I am one. I but I but I'm clearly a nerd, right? I I've got no problem with you know geeks and stuff. What I've got a problem with is pointed fucking ears, keys. <laughs> Gates that you could probably climb, (laughs) (laughs) but you have to go on a a, a, like a me. I tried World of Warcraft once, like for for our show, and um, uh, five minutes later, I wanted to slip my own eyes out. It just
0: you played World of Warcraft for five minutes, and then your (laughs) appraisal was, "This is the worst game ever."
11: It was no, I didn't. I wouldn't say it was the worst game ever. I just like it wasn't for you. Yeah. yeah, Well, exactly. Yeah, like. I, I just I don't know why you'd want me to go and kill five boars. <laughs> I don't.
0: I I'll give you a clue. It actually gets more complex and challenging later on. And Not there's much more, more, more stuff. Challenging. No, it, as you get bigger, does, the boars get bigger as well. <laughs> and you've got to kill ten of them, and then and you've got to collect different like hairs from their backs
11: because well, they, they turn to- that
0: into a big sword for you.
11: I wanted to to ask him, you know, where where the fuck are you getting your money from? Do you know, I'm getting my money from you. What are you doing? <laughs> if you want five more boars, go up to him and kill 15 boars if he only wants 10. Then I won't have to do your dirty
0: work. What's the problem with all these quest givers. Lazy. Right. Okay, Michael. <laughs> oh, hang on now. we got to have a verdict. Tony, we've got to play devil's advocate here. Are we oh, putting well. all games with pointy-eared folks, including all the Star Trek games, Vulcans? <laughs>
1: That there's clearly a generation of people who love to put World of Warcraft into Room 1 but just by itself that would normally be just justification. But I, I have to say, I think this is a problem with his own psyche. I, I don't think he just likes <laughs> elves and orcs. And maybe it was something in his childhood that has, uh, you know, got him to this place here, where I, I think he, you know, he's, he's such a scared of just guys with little pointy ears. They're just little guys, dude. They've got I'm, just as I much was, right as this in this fantasy world as you. I was not <laughs> raped by a wizard. That never happened. <laughs>
11: I know that's what um, you're implying, Tony. I know that's what you're implying, but
1: that's a naughty Tony. Um, uh, My my personal opinion is that World of Warcraft is probably the greatest game ever made, and it's like crack on, on, you know, crack gaming. Um, I won't go near the thing anymore, so I probably should stick it in there for my own safety. But for once, I'm going to say, you're just going to have to get over the fantasy settings, man, and not play those games. Shall we help him rephrase
0: slightly, because there's some way that this could actually get put in. How about... <clears throat> particularly po-faced fantasy RPGs, just just does. that aspect fantasy of them. Because the, yeah. World of Warcraft is actually really tongue-in-cheek throughout most of the game. I mean, you, you, there's ridiculous things in there. You meet He-Man at one point. It's it's, it's like uh, Adam Eternum or something. He's got like Cringer next to him. And and they are, as well. Yeah, they're taking the piss throughout most of the game. I mean, there are some RPGs which are really serious, and
1: most that they are not much fun to play I mean, that, that I remember. You're still having a go at fantasy worlds as a whole. That's what yeah,
11: he's asking it's for. Much, it's not such a bad Like, I don't mind. You play World of Warcraft. Just, I don't know, have normal fellas in it. Don't have wizards. Don't have orcs. Don't, just have guns. <laughs> just have They're a cool. bloke outside of, of, of Tesco.
0: I might I suggest Mass Effect because there's guns in that and very few
11: orcs. I can't understand how someone can look at a gun and then look at a stick that five <laughs> blue shit and say, do you know what? I prefer to
1: piss around with that stick. Because there's bigger explosions sometimes with that stick. We're going to have to
0: put our foot down this one, mate. We are not putting the whole fantasy genre in there because there's some cracking games under that banner. But then I but. can
11: only assume that you're racist. And Now, I I didn't say that. <laughs> Michael said that.
5: So Michael,
0: we'd like to hear from you. What what would you put into Room 101?
5: Right, my... um this might be sort of a, an all encompassing thing but i'm going to uh, nominate what, collectors so again, sorry? collectors gaming Ooh. collectors right game collectors Ooh. Right. Well, you know okay, you know the sort of the sort of people who they they must have right okay, well, okay i'm 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 a geek for the, the retro stuff we, we we all kind of know this comic book collector as well I like that. I, well, I, I like I like getting like you know I like getting old games. I like playing and
11: board games. games. You collect board uh, games. Yes, I do. And yeah. and, and young boys' virginities.
5: <laughs> Not them. Conjecture. <laughs> That's just lies and root lies and 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 horrorness. No, right. Okay. If you if you buy a game, yeah. What's yeah. the best thing about it? Fucking taking the wrapping off, putting it in your machine, and playing the damn. thing. Oh,
0: I see where yeah? you're going with this. Okay, carry on.
5: Now, you've got people who will happily trog through fucking ebay looking for sealed games ok <laughs> games that came out 15 10 5 2 whatever years ago and they're still in their plastic wrappers ok so they're still in their plastic wrappers ok good stuff right ok so alright okay, so it's, it's going to be brand new game brilliant get it sent to you ok spend your money on it get it home <laughs> what are you going to do they put it on a fucking <laughs> shelf and leave it there a lot of the time they've already got the game and so what's the
0: point? That's of the one to coffee? play and one to keep. A, it's, game, oh, okay, a,
5: well, th- a game is there to play.
0: Yeah. No, play Alex, game. come on. Okay, what about stamp collectors who don't use all the expensive stamps to go post <laughs> postcards to, their, to their, their mates?
5: Stamps aren't interactive. <laughs> Games are interactive. Games are there for entertainment. Games are there to be played, not to be left in plastic boxes in plastic wrapping. On a bastard shelf. It's
0: really how, hard for me to play devil's advocate on this one, Mike. How about so, a collector? Yeah.
1: But how about a collector that is collecting games for prosperity's sake? As in, you know, I want I want to make sure that these games survive if there is a nuclear. No, home. no, it must never be played. Don't look at it. But That's, I'm the, playing,
5: <laughs> that's the whole thing. That is, you know, if it will eventually get played, great. If, like, you know, 50 years down the line, they drag out a, a gorgeous, pristine Super Nintendo and fire up A Link to the Past to show what that game was like. Now on available PC. on the virtual console. Well, well yeah. <laughs> you know, using it on the original machine. That and the Game Boy right. Advance. That's a beautiful thing to sort of say, here, here you go, this is what it was like all that time ago. But if you're just going to leave it there, it's pointless. It goes against the thing's destiny. That annoys okay.
11: the crap out of me. Okay, okay. So here's the flip side. So you you buy a game when it comes out and you stick it on the shelf and you never <laughs> get around to playing it, right? <laughs> Twenty years down the line, you want to stick that on eBay. No collectors, no monies, mate. No monies. Fucking fuck. <laughs> no, it just annoys the shit out of me because like, okay, but you've got people who now actively go out
5: and buy, you know, will go and buy games
1: if
3: there's unlimited runs
5: just because they think, like, oh, well, maybe in a few years' time it's going to make me some money out of it. Well, that's, you know, fair play if you want to do As a comic book
0: collector, sorry, mate, uh, it's the the 90s and the lenticular holographic covers and a million versions of Spawn.
1: See, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you put it in such a way because I'm you know I'm a bit of a collector. I've got all my consoles that I've had throughout my you know my young years. A museum. Well, so do I. I,
5: I have yeah, got my, but, I mean, I've still got my Super Nintendo cabled up underneath the television. It looks shit on a plasma, admittedly, but I've still got it there.
1: But the now, point is, that's your Super Nintendo, and it's the same as my collection. Every single one of these games was my game. I played it. I loved it. It went up on the shelf. Well, not everyone. Some I just threw away. But you know, most of the ones I've left on the shelf are real personal to me. But I'm you know, at least I played them. That's it. We played them. That's the thing. A game was designed. A game was built. A
5: game was made. A game was coded. A game was put into a little sort of cartridge, and it was there to be played. It's not there to be just stuck up on a wall and not let to do its
1: thing. That's oh, it just riles me, man. Riled. But that's the same scenario as you see the guys with their action figures, and they're still a one mint condition in a box inside a glass cabinet, which is yeah, but that's inside. tragic. And, and you're like. It's Alex intense. carefully just,
5: hides his action
1: figures. Yeah, no, you're terrible. But have some
5: action work. figures, but they're all here in front of the telly. There's Sergeant Slaughter. There's Hellboy, and they have a little fight. Michael, I, I hate Hellboy so fight here as well. Actually. I've got the uh, the first um, movie Hellboy. He's just
0: he's the most perfect rendition of Ronnie Perlman I've ever seen. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> okay, well we need a
0: decision then. I'm I'm gonna say no. You know what? I, I, we've really? said yes to everything we've, we've been in so far. I'm, ju- I'm just in a no kind of mood right now. I, I think that twatty video game collectors have got just as much right to collect the, whatever tat makes them happy as anyone else. Because the amount of, I mean, <sighs> ornaments. If you ever looked in an old lady's house, they have got the amount of shit that's yeah, there. At least old if you got Super Mario
5: mad and smell of cats and piss.
0: Yeah, so do a lot of these collectors. But if well, you yeah. if you've got Super Mario Bros. three boxed. Mint on your shelf, wrapped, as long as they let you sort of take it out and it would probably be in some sort of mylar case or something, but sort of look at it. It's, it's a thing of beauty. I think that should be preserved more than a fucking stamp. So I'm actually pro-collecting. I know, but at the same kind of time at the same time there's so many collections out there of things that aren't actually going to get used for their intended purpose and that's the point of collecting stuff you hoard it you make your own and little then, museum and you look at things and it, we're all guilty of it on some level you know there's something in your house which is never going to be useful for what it was supposed to be used for
1: you yeah, know but he, yeah, I, to <laughs> me he's it's their money, money
0: and a lot of them don't have wives and children so what else are they going to do with their independent you know but to me he's
1: he narrowed it down so much where it's just like if you're going to buy it I'm oh, sorry play it
0: that's all that's all we're saying here is if they do they original. buy two tony i said that
1: earlier they've got well, two don't, don't buy, two. buy two buy one and play it and enjoy so it don't collect it are you saying don't collect now no no, no it's
5: using it that's the thing it's still okay. collecting but it's using the game we've
0: got a hunk jury it's here so says yes i say no
1: no but see yeah but you, you're putting out that people take bad care of the stuff you know I'm looking here, I'm looking at a copy of Final Fantasy X. Did he love that game? That's as in mint condition as the day that I brought it. It doesn't have a salivine around it, but so what? I mean, really? I mean, I can. that game is still perfect condition. It just isn't shrink-wrapped. And I've still got... I've still
5: got the su- the um, the Super Mario Kart that I bought on the day it came out from Woolworths for £49.99 and it's still got the sticker on it saying how much it fucking cost. That's pretty awesome. It still looks as
11: good. Oh shit, I did. should have put that into Room back- 101. People that don't take the fucking stickers off of me, that, <laughs> that pisses me off. I, always yeah, loved that would I, I
5: played that game so bloody much, and it still looks like, you know, it still looks like you could, you could pick it off the shelf if you wanted to.
0: I will well, then- say that collections of games, if you've ever seen an entirely, a well-kept collection of every game on a system, all in a big like, shelf-stacking situation, that looks awesome. It's like wow, this person really cares about the Dreamcast or whatever. None of the boxes yeah. are broken; they're in alphabetical order, or even worse,
5: chronological order of when they were released and shit like that. Just, I, I love. Mean, I, this I've stuff. seen a person who has that, who has literally every single Dreamcast game that's ever been released.
0: I think there's a rare oh, kind of beauty he in has that.
5: Not though. played a single one of it. Okay, he's a freak, but
0: <laughs> there yeah. is a, a rare kind of beauty in that kind of pursuit. So, what we're we gonna do, Tony? Because we've got to finish in like
1: two minutes. What? well where's that place between heaven and hell oh it's El- limbo. limbo purgatory <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to send this to limbo uh, this is hard because I, I I do completely agree with you and that all my collections is exactly the same and I kind of agree with Alex that if you want to be anally obsessive and just do it there's worse things in the world than sitting there and collecting video games
0: Okay, but I would chuck them in if they just bore you to tears talking about something you don't care about and clearly not noticing that you are chewing off your own arm trying to stop from hearing about the various different versions of Half-Life that would possibly be released. How about uh, a... I'd chuck them in. I'd kick them in there if that If, that if
1: was you're cool. a collector and you, you're just doing it for the sake of collecting it and there's no passion behind it, you're just like, oh, I have a sealed copy of this and great.
0: True. If, that, if that's the case, they if are so the case, going in.
1: Then you're going in. But if you're a collector that, you know, you absolutely love that Dreamcast and you played all the games before, it was your favourite thing and you just want, you know, that that pristine collection because it's your most favourite possession in the world. Yeah,
0: if it's based on pride and passion of something, Uh, then brilliant.
1: But my my thing is, you have to have played the game previously before you can have the ability to actually have a seat. (laughs) So there's a whole bunch of rules here that you're going to have to list before you actually go into Heaven or Hell.
3: But
0: uh, we'll just, for, just for the sake of uh, argument, we'll chuck in the people who just collect them because they're, they're that kind of person and don't really care for games. Uh, <laughs> they could go I in right now.
11: So a question, right? Yep. Out of everyone you've interviewed for a Room 101, I'm the only one not to get one in there. that yeah, is correct. That is correct. Well, well, I'd like to finish with this fuck you out <laughs> <laughs> fuck
0: you Tony you should have chosen something we liked Everything, everyone else chose something that we I mean how could we say no to quick time events being constantly used in games I'm sick of it
11: uh, well you you clearly haven't seen the art of heavy rain then my son oh. I'll tell you what,
0: mate? just because it's you I will give you one more chance and one more minute to name something quick that we could maybe chuck into room 101
11: Michael Fox done room 101 bye Mike <laughs> <laughs> sweet for us,
0: Mike. Uh, okay, thanks, guys. Oh, cool do you that. want to plug your show, by the way? Uh,
11: n- nah. No.
0: <laughs> it's called JoyPod. It's live. It's awesome. Check it out, guys. I'm here with Chris and Kelly Brown, the married gamers, so let's get right down. What do you want to throw into Room 101?
2: I think that there should not be big-breasted women in games.
1: Right. Tony? So now we have to play devil's advocate <laughs> whether big-breasted women need to be
0: in games. Yeah, oh, let's okay. defend – and not even just the, the women themselves, just the breasts, right?
2: Yeah, just the – So
0: I mean, you wouldn't mind Ivy in Soul Calibur as long as she had normal breasts.
2: Right, exactly. I mean, as long as it's fine if they have breasts, but it's these breasts that are abnormally large and exposed breasts.
0: Uh, yeah, Tony, I can't do this. Tony, <laughs> I can't. I can't argue in favour of this. It's ridiculous.
1: Alex, in in the turn that is the first in doing these room one hundred ones, I open the trap door for you. Please throw big-breasted women in there
0: because I can't There's argue for that. There's nothing to be said.
1: It's pathetic. I-
0: It makes everyone look bad. It makes the designers look bad because they're being exploitative. It makes the gamers look bad because it makes everyone who's a gamer look like that kind of gamer. And
1: The only thing I could sit here and argue is there is a tradition with the games that they are a male pastime, of which we all know that is becoming... uh, Slimy, furtling 14-year-olds in their rooms. Exactly, and it was always used as a thing to sell games. Now, I think we, we've all grown up enough to say, you know what, you don't need big-breasted women to sell your game anymore, and they should go in Room 101. But then... Yeah. Really? <laughs> it's clinging on by one finger. Um, but then... Maybe she just can't fit through the trap door because they're so big.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's kick her in the <laughs> face, she's going down. I can't think of it. Now, I was going to say... Princess Leia in the gold bikini but her breasts were fairly perky
1: (laughs) let's let's say here there's nothing wrong with women who have big breasts because they do exist and you know they're they're lovely and beautiful but it's when it
0: comes to a choice of making them big just so that you can make the 14 year old boys happy or making them normal to make more of a realistic
1: character making them the most prominent thing on a woman's body So, oh shame on all of us in
0: they go
10: Okay, Chris They're probably <laughs> going to blow up with all the silicon Chris <laughs> um, the, uh, My pet peeve is Games that require you to collect Things just so you can get in More hours of gameplay into their game Right Do they have achievements attached to them? Often they do <laughs> Then I'm all for it. <laughs> no, but surely
0: that's bad, Tony. The idea that you're like, right, I'm 20 hours into this game. To get all the other, like, orbs or all the other flags or all the other hidden packages is going to take me another 20 hours. Do I really want to troll okay, well, the city for that long?
1: Let's let's argue the point. That this is an easier one to argue. So why do they exist? Now, we're all pretty sure that they exist just to make you be in that game world a bit longer. I don't think anyone could doubt that.
0: Keep it off the second-hand market for a bit longer.
1: Um... Unless they're done right. And, I you know, let's face it, Crackdown um, had the orbs. And, you know, people were addicted to uh, collecting the orbs. And they were collectibles. Let's not jump away from that. But they actually gave you something.
0: True. But then again, Grand I'm Theft in. Auto 3 and Vice City. Whenever you got, like, 10, you got a new weapon.
1: See, I am I'm the problem with this. Because I, I played Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto 4. And I was the one of the ones that went round and shot every pigeon in the city so I could get the uh, the achievement for doing so uh, it took so long
10: and, and i would say was it worth the 10 15 maybe even 20
1: gamer score well it was for the key of the city which was 100 points and that's more to do with me being an addict of the achievement okay you have else. no
0: idea what tony will do for pathetic piddly amounts of gamer score
1: every single that's one is earned, seriously thank you no, no, but, you know, I suppose what they would say, well, it was to make you explore the city. I mean, there was some pigeons where literally I was going underneath bridges and out onto a pier that I never knew really existed unless I was going for a pigeon. So they were basically enticing me to explore their game world to the, f- the fullest. And I think sometimes that's what they're there for. They're not just there to expand the, you know, make the game for you to be there longer. I think sometimes they're just like, we created yeah, this they spent ages before it, yeah. building over here and people will pass it. Or drive past it at
0: 90 miles an hour.
1: Yeah, how about you spend some time look at you
0: know story. what, Chris? This isn't going in. I'm sorry, mate. I, I the, here's the here's the main reason why they're optional. You don't have yeah. to do it. You have to do quick time events in God of War. There, there is no option there. You got to do them. But uh, you know, even if it's becoming old and hackneyed. But in in the next Grand Theft Auto that comes out, I I found like four pigeons in the in the in GTA 4. I'm gonna find three in the next GTA. Well,
1: then in that way. It's uh, crackdown is against this actually because it makes you find the things and it gives you. Uh, well, they're optional, abilities. but it's, it's. Yeah, but it doesn't. It gives you greater abilities to your to your. It's your
0: still characters. optional.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you don't. Unless you want to be a. Should
0: want to be a. I, I don't know. It's 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 the sort of thing you would. There's more obvious benefit to going and finding them, but I mean the flags in in uh, G- Assassin's Creed. Was there any benefit from them? Uh,
1: even I gave up after yeah. about two hundred. I, I, I found like five. <laughs> Were there like nine hundred million oh, I don't know, millions there are, yeah there's there's so many flags around, but like I say in that in that case, it was more about take time, look at the city, you know come down these passages, and I went to places in that in in all those cities um, which i hadn 't been before so I, I think Alex has hit the nail on the head they nine times out of ten they are completely optional, something you can engage with, something can, you can just leave away and if you're one of those people that are absolutely completely immersed in that world just to spend more time in there, and even if it's just simply as collecting a flag, then I don't know if I can argue against they should be got rid of entirely.
0: Okay, so Chris, bad news, they're not going in. Good news, you get to pick another one. (laughs) You get one
10: more. (laughs) Oh, gosh, one more pet peeve? Uh, Kelly, you too. Okay, Oh, Hmm. I would say... I would have to say... uh, Making... Sports games, so complex that often we can't invest our time in Yes, it's going in.
3: Oh. <laughs> this is okay,
0: the man who us- can't play any sports game, me. I, I can't because it's too complex. I don't know how to play basketball, and that game's not going to teach me.
1: And Instead of us arguing for this, give give us a, an opinion why. What is there any other titles that have really made you feel like this? Yeah, give us- well, I, I
10: really want to play uh, NHL. I really want to play Madden, but... You had to know like the minutia, like you know. N- now even trading players in 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 ten, creating whole teams, uh, you know, by using the web and then importing them, and it's become so convoluted. I just want to revisit those those uh, uh, master system or Sega days where you know you just pop in
1: NHL and then you're playing against friends
10: within but minutes. You had a master Doesn't system- EA
3: <laughs>
1: But doesn't EA give you uh, Madden All Star or All Play? That's what it's it's called. You know the the sl- and du- I use dumbed down in the in the uh, the nicest of terms, but you know in a, a dumbed down version of the you know the bigger and more complex game. But it's not on the console that I that I play <laughs> with my friends. That's a fair argument. Um, maybe it shouldn't be as complex as as it is. I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, as a Brit, I know nothing about American football. But I do play Madden every year, and I just stick it on easy, and uh, I have a good time. And I don't know the rule sets. So I always just go, you know, pick whatever you think, Mr. Madden. <laughs> yeah, sure. A shotgun. That sounds like it should work in this situation when I'm trying I'm to – Sorry, a
0: shotgun off. on the football field? Is this the last boys no, game? No, it's
1: where they line up. At, oh, no, I'm not going to even attempt that. That's going to get me in trouble. No, it, it, it's, they line up somehow, and they do a move. Um, <laughs> but you know I, I think that you know, this comes back to a conversation we've had on a previous uh, conversation um, episode of the Digital Cowboys of course um, where we're talking about game difficulty I think you know, there should be something in Madden where it can just strip all of that stuff out and leave you with more of a, a core basis Look, if you just want to throw a football up a pitch and run for the line and not necessarily get caught up with all this stuff it should be easily, easily more accessible
0: I mean obviously if dads are playing it with their kids they can explain it to them but what if kids just want to play alone you know and they aren't really massively into the complexities of football. Yeah, no, I I'm going to go yeah, this is going in.
3: But
1: and ha- yeah, but hang on. I mean, sp- sports games of uh although they're a huge market, you tend to have the same people that buy that game year in, year out. And I know that doesn't grow its market necessarily, but you know, a guy that's really really into American football, why shouldn't he have the ability to play something that is completely based around that? But it that should be optional because play-
0: it means I can't play Madden ever.
1: And is it not? Are we are we sure that all these games are at a point now where?
0: Uh, every time I put in anything EA related, it throws so many stats at me
1: before I even press start. I'm like, oh god, I don't know. Um, X- Yes, but you're a fan. You're a fan of Fight Night, which then just puts everything to the stick. Yeah. <laughs> Fight Night round four
0: <laughs> specifically. We are veering way off topic, Kelly. Okay, right, this is going in. So it's going.
1: Ah! I'm disagreeing. I I think this stuff has to be. Oh, I'm. For, no, but I'm, I'm on jury, FIFA. Kelly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but, I mean, one
1: second, I'm all for FIFA being the ridiculously complex game it is because it's it's built for football fans. And if you're not a football fan, why are you playing FIFA? I, I think it's soccer just to all Americans.
3: Yeah. No, no, you know,
1: no 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 I, I agree with you in that. in terms of they should be more accessible. Um, and something like All Play obviously does that, and maybe what they need to do is bring the All Play stuff into the current generation console we're playing. But I can't just say don't make them as complex as they are, because I think they're looking at their, their demographic of people, and they're saying there's a lot of people out there that buy these year year, year in, year out that actually want that. Disagree with me? Seriously?
10: I, do. I think there's room for both, but they're not giving us both. I would love to be able to play Brazil and once again take down the U.K., you know, over and over and over again, but in in the World Cup. But I can't because they always make it too complicated and they don't leave an option of easy play.
0: What happens in 10 years time when all these seasoned players have Madden are playing Madden 2010 and there's no new kids playing it because it's too convoluted and no one's there to explain it to them because we're all online? Well,
1: I, I personally think, you know, this this criticism to EA, I think they've already seen this. I, they've seen dwindling sales of their products over the last few years because of this issue. And I think you have seen them, you know, stuff like All Play on the Wii. I think that is just the first step to them saying, we know, we know that, you know, we're not growing our audience with this. Um, so, you know, that, that stuff is, I think, slowly being catered for. And I think just, you know, rationally throwing it in room one and one isn't really going to uh, solve that problem because they're already... Oh, as opposed to all
0: those other problems we've been solving left, right, and center on this show. <laughs> oh,
3: dare dare quick have time a fair events. argument, eh?
0: <laughs> No, no, okay, you, you're fair enough. So, sorry, Chris, neither of you
10: have <laughs> <Denied>. Kelly, <laughs> oh. give us something
0: terrible.
2: I hate the games that you play all the way through them and you find out that there is one little convoluted side... <laughs> Like, the side mission that is keeping you from your 1,000-gamer score. it And it's like some little thing that you have to, like, go find the canary that is blue or something like that. Which game has a blue canary? Uh, I don't know, but... (laughs) Oh,
0: it was blue canary. It was on the 2600. I remember that one.
2: Yeah, you're (laughs) you're finding yourself going through the whole game, and you think you've done all your missions... And you're at the end of the game, and you're like, okay, I finished all of my achievements, and you find out, oh, I haven't. I have one little side achievement, and it's and it's you know something as stupid as 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 finding the blue canary or you killing your the, pet the dog pink, or
10: get to hit the pink peggle before you hit the orange peggle. Ah. Yeah,
2: or you know something like that. <laughs> or
10: even worse, secret achievements.
2: Oh, Christ! Yes. What
6: is the
1: point those, of that. Uh, and,
2: and then you're searching, you know, you're searching the Internet, trying to find out what secret achievement you need. And it's like, you know, hold your left nostril. while <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> the Natal version.
2: You know, right. yeah, exactly. You know? OK,
0: it's going in. Come on, Tony. We'll get it in. There. We've got to get at least two for two, two for four. <laughs>
1: well, so I, what the, the argument is, basically, if there's just something. Are you going to say, well, from... you should have been checking your achievements the whole way through the game?
2: Well, and, and I, I understand that, but when it's when it's a stupid achievement...
1: So stupid achievements
0: know, then, right? Is what
1: you But who does it matter
0: to? Is It matters to you. It matters to you, Tony, because you're like, oh crap, now I've got to go back and play this whole game again, and
1: then you do. And then they win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but are you willing to put in the 200-plus hours again? Yeah. Hang on, yeah, which
1: game do you play, play
0: for two? Play, you you played Blue you, Canary uh, on uh, the 2600 you, for 200 infamous,
10: hours? Infamous. Infamous. You play through it on good, then, oh, you got to go play it on bad now. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, this is a bigger discussion about achievements, right. which you know I don't think we can tackle on, in this section. But, yeah, games which... Uh, a very, very vague in what you should do. And then if, certainly if it's an, an RPG, say, um, and you get halfway through a game and then you realize that you didn't pick up the blue canary 40 hours ago and suddenly the achievement is attached to that, there's no way you can get back unless you do the entire game again, which is going to be multiples of hours is nothing but frustrating and they should cut that shit out. So yeah, re-
0: yeah, it's going in to it be brilliant. <laughs> That's right. The women. <laughs> Chris win. and Kelly, thank you very much. Too well.
5: Oh thank you. will you sing
0: Okay, that was room one oh one, thanks to everybody involved uh eagle eared listeners may have noticed that we were saying some things like this is the first time we've ever talked to so and so uh that's because we were doing those interviews when we we literally had just met them we've been sitting on those for quite some time now we're just waiting until we compile this whole show together and i'm very proud of it now
1: and literally most of these people have now been guests on the show so yeah it may seem a bit weird but um this was a very good show and we have some really good stuff in the future based around uh singular topics Um, so tune back in and of course tune back in next week for our regular show which is somewhat different from uh, what you listen to here but um, the the strange thing Alex we never even did our Room 101 no let's do them next week Okay, so there we go Special, special treat if you tune in next week you're actually here are oh, pet hates. I think
0: they've just listened to two odd hours worth of other people's pet hates. They're sick of them now. They, they want to hear what people love. And many thanks to everyone who has attended on the show, Rob Borges of Gamers with Jobs, Cooper Hawks and Commander Tim Wilsey of Gamehounds, Daniel Floyd of Floydo Animation, Bobby Blackwolf of All Games Radio, Chris O'Regan of Super Happy Funtime Show, David Turner and Michael Fox of Joypod, and Chris and Kelly Brown, the Married Gamers.
1: Of course, if you'd like to disagree with anything that Alex and me tried to defend in the podcast you can send us a email to mailbag at the digital cowboys.com.
0: you can also leave us a voicemail message on our new skype line which is the digital cowboys so just uh, type that into your contacts and you can just leave us a phone message which we will play barring obscenities on
1: the show and of course you can visit our new website the digital cowboys.com
0: very important you put the the in and i think that will do it for this week i've been actually... I've been Tony Atkins. And they've been many, many different, very special guests, (laughs) thanks to everyone involved. Addresses in the show notes. Happy trails.